0: I know you're a good podcast, but you know why I have to kill you. I mean, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Not a lot of options. No.
1: I mean, I know you guys are coming off a a Buster Keaton series, but I think that notwithstanding this is about as limited as it gets.
0: There's a saying, is a boiled podcast afraid of boiling water?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It is a famous saying. Sure. Trying
2: to see if there's a, revenge was never this sweet was the US tagline, which I think is not a good tagline. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's that's the vibe of the uh, yes. movie. Slightly
1: mischaracterizes what right. happens I, in the film. It's not
2: like he's like, ah, this is sweet when yeah. it's happening, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Licking his lips. I
2: waited, but it's worth the wait. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's definitely satisfying my emotions.
1: Revenge is a <laughs> What's dish. Happening best now? served with disposable ice cream cake.
2: Uh, revenge is never this sweet. That's the tagline for Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. And it's I limited do think this American release.
0: Quietly might be one of the best titles we've ever covered
2: it's a very cool title now it's a in, cool in, in title. korean it's just called vengeance is mine oh interesting right um, and so it's yeah. a less
1: exciting title yeah and there Not have been title. there have been other uh notable films with that title yes um yes. and i would have loved to have been in the meeting that I assume was happening with the, at the offices of like Tartan I- Asia Extreme. Sure. You know, we're, tartan we're talking a lot offices. of Tartan. There's, there's been uh, some Tartan uh, talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty yeah. Scottish mini Someone came I'm in. About it. Yeah. <laughs> tartan, we're yes. in Someone <laughs> came in with a full, full-ass kilt and was like, I've yep. got, I, I can't, oh my God, I almost lost it. time. You Extreme.
2: Were, <laughs> we're better than that, <laughs> yeah, for example. My Scottish is there. <laughs> um, you thought uh, you were done after you and I, know, after boil. I thought I'd never have to do it
1: The Scrooge McDuck of Tartan came in about to dive into his pile of Asian Extreme money. <laughs> and was like, I've got it. Uh, and Park Chibuk, he, he liked the title well yeah. enough. No, it's a good, what a weird choice. It's a good-ass title. But I do think I do think it
0: applies. Like, I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. I just think perfect title. Should right? have been in parentheses.
1: I, I would have put parentheses around, but, but that's okay. There like are a lot of... of
0: it, look, they made a lot of choices. That title gives you a lot of options in terms of what are you capitalizing, what aren't you, what's the punctuation. Um but but I watch this movie and I'm like, this is kind of describing the dynamic here. I do weirdly have sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I mean, I think
1: what's most appropriate about it is the sort of like cockeyed sense of humor that overlays yeah. to everything. I mean, that sardonic black humor but is you, you appropriate. Do, you do feel kind of bad for
0: the people in this movie, even as they're all doing bad things. Yes, I felt bad for them. I Symp- didn't think they were having a good time. No, sympathy is the right word. You do have sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, mm-hmm. and Mr. Vengeance,
2: yes, it's sort of like a title that gets passed, yes. sort of. Well, <laughs> no, not really. Well, one guy's mostly wearing the Mr. Vengeance hat, I right. guess, but there's a little bit of vengeance from the other guy. There are, oh, people wear yeah. the
1: hat. There are portions yeah. of the movie where a I'd bat. say there are yeah. Mr. Vengeance, and they would you know, have to share the sash. Anyone can wear the hat. Mm-hmm. And then, of is he course, doing, someone asked is, is there a Mrs. Vengeance? I'm right. oh,
0: sorry. Go, well, <laughs> is he going to do Enter the Vengeance verse ever? Anyone can wear the hat.
2: All the all the vengeful characters of yeah. in art right. assemble.
1: His three... <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo fucking like rides in yeah. the end and uh, into the lake. Right.
0: It's like th- his three protagonists, but then also Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> I'm adding him to the list. Uh-huh. Along with Monte Cristo. Uh, a con... Well, what if we just, or what about a Monte Cristo
2: sandwich? Does that count?
0: Well, that's why I was saying what the count of Monte Cristo is. Is just a sandwich?
2: Yeah. Like if you did a Monte Cristo verse, you could have Guy Pierce and Jim Caviezel. Yeah. But you could also have like the sandwich. It would
1: all be public domain, including okay. the sandwich, which is. Is that yeah. one of those public, yeah. that's yeah. A, yeah. The sandwich the more let's 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 wants vengeance for being eaten. Let's start to this
0: Episode,
3: we've started it. I don't know what you're talking about. This is what I, I Park agreed. would have yeah. wanted. Are you saying to good start? It's a good start. Okay, um, what about in uh, Enigio Montoya? Yeah, prepare to die. He could be in the the gang,
0: Ben. Did you Google characters
3: who need vengeance? <laughs> no, I wrote my name and you killed my father, right? But you remembered the
2: line, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be good. Um, vengeance
0: verse could go very deep, yeah, uh, the bride. Uh,
1: Mm. Sure She's out for vengeance Yes
2: Was there ever A comic book character Like called Oh well you know
1: There was uh, the B.J. Novak Movie Vengeance
2: That one's actually out
1: I
0: actually checked And
2: that <laughs> B- one's not allowed uh, B.J. Novak <laughs> is knocking <laughs> yeah. at the door uh, Of the you, vengeance No, movie okay, yeah. the supervillain He might be the Thanos I'm <laughs> 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 gonna record no, but, um, Five podcasts You know Pattinson Batman He's oh, going sure. around Calling himself vengeance yeah. For the whole movie Should I call called vengeance. himself Mr. Vengeance Until that yeah. other guy's like I'm vengeance And Batman's like
0: Hmm maybe Batman instead yeah. rings better. Yeah. Wait, there is is there must be a a character I, I a checked and I couldn't DC, find one. Marvel, there has to be. 90s 3 issue character.
1: I mean, do the mm. Avengers count? There's
0: Ghost Rider
2: is
1: the mm, Spirit I, let's of leave Vengeance. Them out this. Oh,
0: sure. I think you can put him in there.
1: What about Metal He's Gear in. Solid Revegnance or whatever the fuck no, that game's called? No, I don't think so. No, no. Not no riding. I think we're actually no, uh, you're
0: hitting iron, hitting, <laughs> <higher, right>? uh,
2: <laughs>
1: hitting some kind of, you know.
0: The kids from Big Fat Liar. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they did it. So yeah. it's what, um, uh, Bynes and Muniz? Yeah, right.
0: both doing perfect. Right, yeah, they're both they're right now good.
2: Yeah. Yes. So the deal with Bynes is she's she's suffered in public greatly, and she's she's yes. dealing with that. Mune is. I read some interview where he's like, I have no memory right. of like my life as a child. He's star. a race
0: car driver now, mostly. but he's like he's
2: like a pregnant like it's like post pregnancy where your brain kind of just like papers over, and he's
0: like it's all gone. Doesn't <laughs> Doesn't he like look? I had a series of strokes, and I don't remember anything. Doesn't about he tweet about like dreaming of murder? <laughs> Sounds like a perfect addition <laughs> to Is the Is he in the Warriors. fucking
2: precog tank? <laughs> yeah. like he's going, murder. Like that? That's him?
0: He might be the lead of our movie. It might be
1: time for a comeback. Mm. Muniz? Getting I, revenge on the Hollywood that's burned Keep him on the bench.
0: You're going to keep him. He's oh. part of the Vengeance You're a real
1: us. gatekeeper to the uh, Vengeance Society. Yeah. It's just
2: anytime
0: there's a sort of a small little white guy, I you don't want to keep him. The Muniz,
2: Novak. Let's hey,
1: wait
0: a <laughs> second. What about your podcasting partner? You're allowed. Have you ever played.
2: The a Mr. character in a movie oh.
0: that sought vengeance? Mm-hmm. Great like, question. No. Uh, Horny Rob uh, sought vengeance on on uh, his virginity. <laughs> he had to get one over on his virginity. Of course, we speak of Horny Rob Becker. Yes, who comes up a lot. Yes. It's uh, come up a lot recently. Yeah. I don't think I have. Well, Gavin in Search Party? I wouldn't say it was vengeance. No. I'd say Arthur's looking for vengeance because his dad died. He's trying to solve the mystery of his father's death. for
1: closure.
0: Yeah, he's also
2: or, trying to get
1: revenge on the yes, okay, on the right. terror.
0: Yeah,
1: yes. yes. I have to confess that, that throwing Becker onto the horny Rob moniker did not. Clarify for me what you're talking about. Oh, he was to make it part of the Becker
0: verse. Oh, we could do
2: a Becker verse, right? So get dancing back,
1: yeah, Jorge Rob, and all those guys. Uh, all,
2: but also all the other Becker guys, you know. Yeah, who else is that? Alex Dessert? <laughs> Dessert is
1: that his name?
0: You're saying the whole cast of Yeah,
2: Terry yeah. Farrell, yeah, uh, fucking, Shawnee Smith, um, Shawnee
1: Smith, of course. Yeah, yeah. You ever watch Becker? I am just blown away by how many cast members of Becker I, I both can, of you can name. I
2: think yeah. I can keep. Go- Jorge Garcia did a season, sure. Uh, the guy who played, you remember the Curb um, Revenge coffee shop? Oh, oh no, Which another Moka example Joe. of vengeance. Right. Yeah. So
0: Larry David's part of the vengeance. But, but Mocha Joe, Moka he Joe was, he on was, on was in Becker. Yes. What's yeah. that guy's name? Uh, Mocha Joe. Uh, S- Mocha S- Joseph. Severio
2: Guerra. Sure. That's his name.
0: Um, uh, Horny Rebecca. Oh, and Nancy Travis, obviously. Yes. Uh, Horny Rebecca, uh, part of uh, Beware the Gonzo, uh, a motion picture. In which I played the horny zero listeners for this episode. episode. <laughs> um Oh, how
2: can you tell already? I, I have a vision to the future. I think wow, it, yeah. it
0: you're precog
3: in this way. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Zero.
0: <laughs> it weirdly might have been our star the worst
3: precog ever. I can tell you future
0: podcast listeners. You're in a different
1: pool. It's at the murder. Yeah. You're Samantha Morton like like yeah. <laughs> really to the murder pool. It's kind of like yellow. It's a really bad. You're in the chartable predicts, uh, pool. podcast ratings. Yeah. We really can't find a better use for. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, the, he's a mutant. He can't live in society.
2: He has to live here.
0: We uh, weirdly went on an extended uh, Becker tangent in our Star 80 episode with Julie Klausner. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. That right. was my, That's my take from the Star 80 mm-hmm. episode. And, um, yes. And then I was like, fuck, I should watch Becker. And Becker's on something maybe on tubi or something it has to be right. there's not a
2: pluto tv becker channel
0: crackle it's on something it's on one of the less uh, right. uh right. shiny uh, streaming services but i started watching becker because i was like maybe it's I'm on pluto fucking there we go becker's good maybe... i know
2: you're about to say something but Wait, I, is there, I, I stick up for becker. is
0: there a becker channel there's not no, um, no. just just becker on demand b-o-d O <laughs> D. supported b-o-d um but i put on episode one of becker i know the whole thing is that it's he's from a 1998 grump and of mis- course and he's a grump but i was like texting marie and ben 9-11 and david. hadn't even happened 9-11 upset about. becker's a uh, firmly pre nine eleven show but i was texting ben marie and david and i was like i'm doing it i'm starting becker hold open of becker as becker walks into the diner and he's like what's up with these fucking gay people <laughs> are you serious
2: He's fucking on everyone. He's an equal opportunity
0: grump. Isn't a joke. He just comes in and he's like, "Gay people are uncomfortable,
1: huh?" It was very harsh language. um, I'm starting to understand why Becker has not been rebooted on Peacock.
2: I mean, look, I just think of Becker as just this interesting little way station between Danson's like biggest hits. Mm -hmm. Um, But I watch Becker uh,
0: every week. But also lasted like six seasons. Six seasons. This This is the other thing I was texting you guys about was they kept on being like, the show is a failure, but we're going to try to give it another year to retool it a little bit. And that failure year, it was getting like 20 million viewers. Oh, totally. Right. And in its final season, they were like, this thing is just like bleeding out. We have to put it out of its misery.
1: 17 million (laughs) viewers. (laughs) So there was a time when you could just like turn to the person next to you on the subway and be like, hey. What do you feel about last night's Becker yeah. and reasonably expect them to have an informed well, I opinion? Someone in your subway well, car has watched Becker Well, but Becker wasn't one of those shows before. where you're we like, what a great Becker that week.
2: It was more just sort of like Becker continued to be a grump. Correct. The young he Sheldon was a of community doctor in the Bronx. who yeah. was always like, I'll tell you what your problem is. Stop eating burgers. Right. And the guy would be like, all right, Becker. Yeah. Now, can
0: I share my thoughts on the homosexual community?
2: <laughs> then he would go to the diner. Yes. Where there was
0: only Alex Dessert. Sure. Is that his name? Alex Dessert. Yes. Who now plays Dr. Hibbert on Simpsons. Oh, does he? Yes. Did the Hibbert actor die? No, the Hibbert actor is Harry Shearer.
2: I, I saw that also Carl is now voiced yes. by a black actor. As well. They've uh, finally...
0: Maybe he plays both. He might. I could see um, that. But, but yes, no, they've decided yes, that... Yes, he's
2: also doing Carl.
0: Yes, white white actors are only allowed to play yellow characters on The Simpsons now. He's also playing Lou, the, um, the black oh, wow. police so officer. Okay, I think they added one at a time... They've been, they've been sort of piecemealing I, those characters. I was reading um,
2: Jesse David Fox's piece today about how The Simpsons is good again. Yes. And uh, he mentioned that there's this episode where Carl goes to like the black neighborhood in Springfield, which we've yeah. never seen before. And it mentioned in a Carl's also voiced by a black actor now. And I was yeah. like, right, right,
0: right, sure. I think Apu is just benched. Is Apu just not in it? I think Apu's just not in it. He's the one that they just don't even use anymore. Right. And everyone else they've started easing back in.
1: Yes. Does, does Apu need revenge? Yeah, he hasn't Adapu appeared since season 29. To the
2: vengeance first. Oh, yeah. Apu's back. Yeah. Um, Becker. You, Hattie <laughs> Winston. That's the other actor oh. I didn't mention. Do
0: you know what this is?
2: She was always telling Becker, you know, what for? Giving him what for, yeah. Because she was the only one who could talk back to Becker. Yeah, Actually, everyone talks back to Becker. Yeah. He just lights a cigarette everybody. and says, like, God is dead. Yes. And CBS
0: is like, up next. <laughs> Fucking more of this shit. <laughs> why can't we get fifty million people to watch this thing?
2: It was a hit. This is why I said it was saying. the
0: number thirteen show on television. And they were in like, "This season. is just let's we're embarrassing Becker. ourselves." Becker, it's I like just
2: let three... bring back sitcoms where the opening credits are an out of focus shot of a New York City street, yes. and the theme song is
1: just a saxophone going, or like, just someone going rah! like. But that means that more people more people watched a down season of Becker yes. than watch the Oscars. Than watch yes. right, like the yes. NBA Finals Correct. now. Right. Yes. The lowest-rated episode of Becker in live
0: viewing, did more than every episode <laughs> of Succession episode where, combined. The episode where
1: Becker stubs his toe yeah, he's just like, complaining at the office. Goddamn women with their periods or whatever. Right. Right. And meanwhile, Les
0: Moonves is like pounding his fist on a desk and goes like, how do I explain this to people? The colossal failure of Becker. I go to my country club and people avert my gaze. Embarrassing.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, this is a Blank Back, a podcast about Becker.
2: Exclusively <laughs> Don't give Lights, Becker.
1: Camera, Jackson any ideas. No. I'm going
2: to
0: start
1: shopping iHeartRadio I've
2: got
0: a show for you David watches Becker Becker is definitely too it's too harsh for to, for for Lights Camera Jackson Becker is like old boy it's like <laughs> this is the most transgressive right screen, four camera three well there camera, was that com. episode yeah. where
1: Becker unknowingly had sex with his daughter which you know I think, he think is a parallel. gouges his eyes out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, spoilers for next week's episode uh, this is Blank Check with Griffin and David I'm Griffin I'm David so fast but what's your last name Sims. come back to that in a second. 129 episodes of Becker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: the whole thing with it was they, Nancy Travis came in season, at the end of season 4 because they fired okay, talking Charlie's about Becker and, yes. no they fired Terry Farrell oh. aka Dax from Deep Space Nine yes and because they were like your character's too mean Becker's already mean we're gonna bring in Nancy Travis and the yeah. the deal is she's nice right and that's like the new dynamic yeah. the minute they did that the show tanks
1: Since, like season 5 smash. is. I gotta say something toilet. to you that I've never said to another human being and <laughs> hope to never have to <laughs> yep. you know too much about Becker
2: well you know what that's actually been said to me before <laughs> and also about many other things that i know about
0: this feels like a great moment to announce our first ever official blank check spinoff what's that every episode
3: of- <laughs> <laughs> i just said that i'm shopping that so two yeah. and a half years you could do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on wait <laughs> is, there- <laughs> is the theme song to becker just it's your thing <laughs> kind of <laughs> His thing Uh-oh, of being he's, a so, grump. he's
2: so mean. He's so you know mean. this guy's mean.
0: <laughs> he hates it all. <laughs> I like mm. the idea that once a year we do an extended vector It's tangent. the
2: last dancing without gray hair Correct. after Becker he's on damages with gray hair right. and everyone was like who's this fucking senator like yeah. wait like, how do I suck this guy's dick this is the coolest <laughs> guy on the planet the hair color was also unnatural be in Becker he's dying his hair because he thinks people can't handle the gray hair he
0: was always a partial toop guy
2: I mean obviously his cheers hair is iconic in its own but way. But partial too. But, well, he of course I mean, takes it
0: off in a late season episode. Yeah, no
2: no no man could no. have that hair. No, absolutely not. Somehow. Absolutely and I've got not. A head hair.
0: Yes, no, absolutely not. But then uh, but then yes, uh, on Becker he's like dying it orange. That thing where people are trying to counteract the gray so much that they pick a color that doesn't exist in nature. Yes, where right. Where he's right, like Hershey right. chocolate brown. It's
2: also right, the 90s hair dye was always yes. a little you know, whoo.
0: Whoa. It's the two things basically. After that, hmm. he lets the hair go white. Yep. He puts on a pair of glasses. Puts on mm. those glasses. That was his last pre glasses performance. I think he has really bad eyesight and was always a contacts guy.
2: Damage was one of those shows where it was like Glenn Close, Rose Byrne, and then Seven Widths. Right. Everyone else was some And you're like John guess. Goodman,
0: <laughs> Martin Short, Ted, Di- all these people are on this season. And Zelko Ivanek is the one who wins. Oh,
1: he was good. Sure. Boy. Listen, this is a podcast <laughs> you know about okay? I mean, it's another show that I have never even thought about You got to do this
2: show. Yeah. Yeah. I did. And we're just I did. <laughs> <laughs> this show's costing back. me money it's right It's costing now.
0: Every mind. second you talk <laughs> we'll, about we'll Becker, pay, I'm getting we'll, poorer. We'll pay. We'll yeah, but pay. we probably pay below babysitter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah babysitter. Really yeah. Ain't cheap. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their careers, they're given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy
1: passion projects they want, and sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce Baby. Although you've never profiled a filmmaker who has failed and sunk lower before their check cleared than Park chan who, of course, I'm talking about becoming a film critic for the second time. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. There is, you know, there's
0: a good little canon of film critic to director. But we, you're right, this is the first one we've covered. We have done we have done he also done is one, Truffaut one of the few
1: who went from being a film Donovich? critic to a director yeah. back to being a film critic. That, that is the Because his films part. bombed so hard. Yes, yeah, yes. That, that I mean, is, that is low. That is, yes. that is really, it's really hard to pick yourself off the mat, off the mat after that Being kind It's of, like uh, human, worm, right? yeah. film critic. <laughs> yeah. And then JSA just sort of dropped into his lap, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it by now. And he was like, "I'm back on top." Look, I'm assuming we talked for the first about it. Time. That
2: episode's the most touch and go episode in Blank Check history mm, right we've now. We've had a but, hard time uh, with that one. I've but had look, some good
1: recommendations. Look, but... if that
0: if that episode hasn't come out yet, something's gone horribly wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If we're starting to release that would be these the first out, then we're order. just sort of like,
2: uh, this one will come eventually, guys. Sorry, no, it's not going to happen.
0: We had a really good guest booked.
2: And, and he's, and he maybe he's unavailable for right. very
0: legitimate reasons, right. and we're and scrambling so we're a little sort of bit like, right. yeah. It'd be easier <laughs> it was, if it was
2: fucking, you know, a Becker episode. Then yeah. people would be banging down the door. They
0: are. We're getting unsolicited letters being uh, like, can I please do, do, do... Becker.
2: God, there was like a half second <laughs> wait. Like, ransom... <laughs> It's is like that a,
3: why people were protesting out front? Absolutely. I signs that said, yeah. Do, yeah.
1: Becker,
2: do, right. do, do Becker.
3: Do right. Becker? Everyone
1: yeah.
2: wearing brown toupees. I'm just yeah.
1: mourning that <laughs> the, the half-second window I had to make a great Kim Jong-un joke is him being the, the guest of your JSA episode. It closed very quickly. We we're long past it, but oh, I just wanted to mark it's, the occasion. But you're not just it's not a joke. Oh, yeah. We had him booked, and he bailed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're trying to bring it back around. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah.
2: Becker is now in the intellectual dark web. That's the only problem. Gotcha. So he is mixing with a bad crowd. Yes. Yeah.
0: Becker right. would be like, um, uh, fucking uh, uh, the guy who cries all the time, Jordan Peterson.
2: <laughs> oh, that guy! Right? No, he would. He's not that bad. Come on, could Jordan Peterson have this as a theme song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Bronx. He's a doctor, <laughs> but he's not happy. <laughs> He's always walking around. <laughs> but surely
0: he must
1: be nice to his <laughs> patients, David. <No. laughs>
2: I just picture Park Chan-wook. Is Chan he Wook nice to the one guy who serves him food? No! no! <laughs> Park Chan-wook
1: is going to listen to this episode one day because someone's going to be like, this show, blank check. Very they popular. They paid you yeah. this great <laughs> honor. They, their fans yeah. voted for you. He's going to pop on the Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance episode because that's where he really feels his career began. Yeah. And he's going to be like, yeah. what the fuck is this? this is I a, love Becker.
0: This is a problem sometimes as people dip into one episode never having heard our show before. And it's like... Why are they being this disrespectful of this filmmaker talking about bullshit for twenty minutes? And we're like, we're equal opportunity. Yeah, tangents. we'll do that
2: with everybody, right?
0: Of course, right. Much like Becker was an equal
2: opportunity. <laughs> offense. He was an asshole God. to everybody.
1: Yeah. This okay, is a mini-series
0: on the films of Park chan We haven't even said that.
1: It's called I'm a podcast, but that's okay. That's what it's called. And we're rolling with the Western pronunciation because it would cause an international incident if we tried I to say. I think we would sound stupid Chanuk and offensive trying to do that Park Chan-wook. Yes. Right. So is.
0: Push and I mean, I. This is a great example of why we're not doing exactly. This. That's yes. why we're not doing it. Yeah.
2: Um. And uh, we are here to talk about now, his I, well, fourth film. This is
0: the thing. Our public voted for sympathy for Mister Podcast. They did, but and they we didn't said, get "Fuck you." It. But that is the movie we're talking about today. And our guest today is a different David, which is why I made you say your last name. Uh, of course. It is from IndieWire, from the Village episode. <laughs> He's still
1: there. From the the Indiana Jones
0: and the Crystal Skull (laughs) episode. You must really be feeling vindicated right about
1: now. You know, I was going to save this for the end of the show. Wait, we vindicated about what? Uh, About talking about uh, how Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is uh, a very, very interesting movie. Oh, sure. Um, Yes, yes, I did. The fact
0: that the consensus on Dial of Destiny has basically been like,
1: maybe they should have stopped at four. At the time we're recording this, uh, I saw the film in Can. I haven't seen it yet either. By the time this episode comes out, there will be a uh, be wider out. reaction to it. It'll, it'll I do think we we've got a reverse crystal skull happening here because crystal skull premiered to like relatively warm reviews sure. out of can and then when the fans got a hold of it it was uh it was absolutely desecrated. It may um, actually played better. Yes. Dial yeah. of Destiny will play better to people who want the um the fucking Force Awakens treatment given to that, every that was franchise review, movie. was basically.
0: It yeah. was just like, it is competently made and I I dislike that this is what we're doing with movies but now, right? Before yeah.
1: we move off the topic, Please. something I was going to say at the very end of this episode, mm. using this opportunity, because I did just have this rather eye-opening experience okay. at Cannes. Okay. as of the world premiere, humble brag, humble brag, of this fucking awful movie that I then had to stay up all night writing about. You were turning uh, the dial. I was. I, mm-hmm. was I, sh- I wish I could have turned that dial, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, before the movie began, they showed showed a very, some would say over long, Career tribute to right. Harrison Ford. Right. This uh, eight minute standing and he, ovation. He, he that was once moved. About. He was crying and, and a, gave a speech. A very, very moved. No, th-
2: this, it was entirely just um, uh, Morning Glory, right? That's right. Just it was a scene the first, where he does the eggs. The yeah.
1: first 30 minutes of Morning Glory. No, no, no. It, was it was the cut, omelet cut the and he yeah. says no, that's fluffy. The end. Yeah, that's yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, and uh, make yeah, make a very moved frittano. Harrison Ford. Frittano. that's what it is, right? Comes to the stage and gives, you know, a characteristically brief and terse speech, but all the more powerful because you could tell how raw the emotion was. And he said something that i found you know very obvious but affecting but he was like yeah. this you know you have been such a big like part of a part of my life uh-huh. nodding to calista flockhart in the audience talking about the the richness of his existence beyond just being an actor really like that this is enduring relationship. how oh, long yeah. have they been together a years? hot minute um oh. but he you know he was it was very humanizing mm-hmm. he was very much like this is just something i do it's, it's something i love and i love the response that i get sure. but Uh, and I, as someone who listeners to this podcast may remember, just is famously sort of not, uh, I don't feel a deep personal connection to Harrison Ford. Ford. I believe your quote was. Well, we're going to get there. Okay. So I, I, I I was very moved by this and that feeling evaporated, you know, over the first half an hour of the film that followed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I... Something that has haunted me <laughs> uh, on and off for like eight years now. Whenever I was first on this podcast, was I when think we were, it was your first episode. We recorded right? the village, yeah, and because like Star Wars was coming up, I uh-huh, think, uh huh, yeah, um, and or maybe my, no, it had just happened. I think the episode I did. After well, my that was question in was just Jones. was it that or was it on the Crystal Skull episode? No, I think it was the village oh, because, and I, uh, the reason I know is because uh, what had happened, and yes. we, we don't have to get too heavy about it, was that it was uh, a six weeks after my dad died, and uh-huh. all these celebrities were dying and it was like David Bowie had just died sure. and like someone else died in the same span. I think Abbas Karastami died that day. I think that's no, what he, he died the a, conversation. Karastami died in the summer because I was at the film festival when Some it happened. Some filmmaker died that day and
0: sure. you were talking about how impactful that was on you and saying and I'm not someone who usually gives a fuck on sure.
1: celebrities. Abbas sort of Karastami died on July 4th. Yeah. Land oh, of the free. Yeah. And I made a sort of offhanded comment about how I wouldn't be sad when Harrison Ford died. Right. It was partially me just fishing for an you example. You were being a
0: stinker.
2: You basically I
1: said I will feel nothing when he does. Yes. But my, my and my I real, you right away,
0: yeah. I
2: believe we're
1: being a bit of a from, Becker, to be honest. I was being a Becker. He's been my my yeah, guiding uh, rod song for, for a long this.
0: time. Ehrlich and and Harrison Ford, kind of two competing Beckers,
1: two people putting <laughs> up but, steely fronts. <laughs> oh, this is the perfect music for me talking about my dead dad. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> the, uh, Sorry, go, on, feeling, go on, No, go on. no, no. I mean, this is this is what <laughs> what Becker would be hearing when he was sure. talking about his grief. But I was coming from this space where I was kind of like defensive, and all of these like public and performative protestations were happening around these. Are you dead apologizing people. for a blank check? Have we I am big God enough it. that we have to do this now. No, because what's going to happen is Harrison Ford will die one day. I mean, he and will. Immediately maybe I mean, maybe he's one the first of those fucking weirdos. Yeah, you know, God right. love him. Who listens to the show is going to come for me with the knives sure, out. Sure, And uh, you have to get ahead. You of will this. feel bad. I will feel bad because right. not only will I feel bad just because you know it was. Uh, an Offhand and irreverent mark to say when I was really just trying to process the fact that you know this, this, the collective mourning felt very divorced from where I was emotionally at the time, right? Uh, but I had now developed something of a newfound appreciation for Harrison Ford, of all people. Well,
2: he's also had a whole thing in his 70s, like, he's been kind of you know he he took he took 10 15 years off as an a-list guy he did and then this whole like revival obviously mostly centered around all his like legacy projects or whatever but like just a lot of harrison ford just more yeah. of him yeah and and he, also he,
1: like it, do be hot the, him, oh my god he you guys will all know this by the time this episode comes out but he has a shirtless scene in the Dial of Destiny. He's mm. eighty years old. Mm. He looks better than I ever will He's fixing or Rick off roof, and he like takes his shirt off. It's it's a a bread pick. It is. <laughs> it is. It was deeply hurtful to see He's how fucking hot he still is. He's he once
2: a, heard the call of the wild. He we can't forget that. And he
1: picked up the phone. <laughs> Uh, Anyway Hello The wild (laughs) Oh (laughs) Regrettably I think one of the One of the big flaws Of sympathy for Mr. Vengeance No Harrison Ford No Harrison Ford
3: Hmm
2: Where would he fit in (laughs) I don't really see A Harrison Ford part
0: What's his vengeance
1: movie He must have made A vengeance movie I'm coming to get you I mean Air Force One Becomes a vengeance movie Yeah Yeah, Get Get off my plane The
3: fugitive Uh, Well yeah. yeah 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 Well
0: Yeah but that's more him trying to clear his name than get revenge. Although I guess he wants to find the one armed man. He is,
2: yeah, fugitive, but he's not it's not really it's he's clearing his name in the
0: future. Right, I right. didn't
2: kill my wife. Right. Presumed innocent, you know, he's vengeant against the idea vengeant. That's not a word. Sure. <laughs> against the idea of his guilt.
0: Right. I guess there's that thing of him just trying he he's,
2: played some mm, aggrieved guys. Yeah. Randomly. Generally seems like a pretty aggrieved guy. Yeah. But K-19, the, the, the Widowmaker, he hated that sub.
0: You saying that he was crying during the, the tribute and the standing right, ovation and everything. Right, I called him a big baby, mm-hmm. right. I, was trying yeah, remember, I booed from the stands. <laughs> I was trying to remember what movie it is. I think it's Oz the Great and Powerful, where when Mila Kunis cries, it burns her cheeks.
2: Yes, that's right. That's, that's imagine, what gives her these Right. Yeah, right. These scars. I imagine
0: Harrison Ford cries so infrequently that when it happens, it creates new lines <laughs> in his face.
2: <laughs>
1: His, his skin is like what is this moisture yeah. are you swimming <laughs> it was just you know, a, a no, very he's a clear nice indication he's very of nice how man. much he gives a shit which is something that yes. can under his sort of gruff demeanor anyway. can I be lost I think I've said this before but his inside the actor studio is amazing
0: and James Lipton kind of prods him on like you care a lot more than people think you do right and he just kind of like
1: grits his teeth and nods catechia as God made her yeah. sorry James Lipton
2: anyway and uh, here's a great new photo that I, I assume you guys have all seen nude no, new.
1: Mm. So oh, yes. him on
2: the set of... Marvel dropped a picture today America, of new him and Anthony Mackie having an exchange of ideas. Now, before we get... It's not called New World Order anymore. What's it's it called? It's called Brave else? New World. Is it really? Did Never that been just the title of anything I've, before. I bet you they were like, New World is a little too qanon We need to yeah. change it. Yeah. I bet I bet you.
3: I bet you that's what happened. I think so. David, is he eating something in the picture? Um, Is that a fork in his hand? No. What? Why? What are you saying? I don't know. I just was wondering yep. if he was yep. chomping down on
2: something. He
0: and Mackey are just like
2: yeah. shooting the shit, and Mackey's just got a Captain America shield. On Eating his back. the
0: scenery—that's all they're doing. And he will do it. They're fucking know. chewing up their lines. Um, uh, Erlich, we we should we should start talking about the subject to hand about about Parchamwick and sympathy for Mister Vengeance. But I do just while we're on the subject of Harrison Ford before we close this book. Mm. I do want to say I don't know if you've noticed yet, but since the last time you've been here, since the last time I, I'd imagine you've seen him, uh, Ben now has something in common with uh, late stage Harrison Ford. Abs.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, what if you got yoked, Ben? I've been thinking about we, it. Ben and Whoa I talk Haas. about it
0: once every six months. We go like, "What if we did that?" A small plane. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, the older you get, the harder
2: that is to do. Yeah. So maybe, maybe well, shorten that time. The <laughs> way Tell that I've, to Stuart yeah. Wellington, the plan is, I've devised is, is.
3: Uh, the only way that that could happen yeah. is someone I'd need to be walking down the street. Right. A van pulls up, mm-hmm. throws a sheet over my head, yeah. f- pulls me into the van, holds me captive in a basement for three days. This is now putting, could be like, counting this, yeah, this on a, his fingers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then once I've lost all hope from escaping, they then force me to exercise for the next oh, two to three months. Oh, I'm saying they need to break your spirit yeah. before you begin exercising. I can't, I can't start. I need to be, yeah, just, like, yeah. totally broken down. Yeah. And then I'll get yoked. Yeah, I don't do CrossFit. I do Abu Ghraib. <laughs>
0: Ehrlich, there is something Ben Hosley, moving on from that joke as quickly as I possibly can. (laughs) There is something Mr. Hosley has in common with Mr. Ford. He's got an earring. Oh, an okay. earring. He
1: got the Harrison oh, Ford. This, build, this room is not well lit. It's actually kind of hard to oh, see. The from issue, it, just, the it, the it is very hard to see from here, but the issue yeah. is that you would need, so now this is a, another change that's happened in the six months since I've, since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Now there are uh, illustrations of all the hosts' faces oh, yes. on their desks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brown, brown, And brown, brown. they're rather large and distracting. And Ben's needs and an earring. And the mouths move without yeah. Oh, you're right. We
2: What if we send... No, we just got a thumbtack and.
1: Joe Bowen made these for
0: us. The great Joe Bowen I mean, also got into great. woodworking and made them. We have them hanging in a hook so you know whose desk it is. But, yes, Ben's does need an earring now.
3: Um, but, Looking yeah, good. weeks before turning 38 years old, I got my ears pierced for the first time. Hell, yeah. And Ben is calling it? Mm. No.
0: What are you calling this
3: era? Oh, it's um, it's my bad boy era 2.0. mm. I'm coming. I'm coming back around to being a bad boy.
2: Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yes, uh, 2003 <laughs> film from. a uh, 2002. Sorry, film from Park Chumuk. It is released uh, in the United up, States. 2005. barely After, released, barely I'm released. still
1: just thinking about what the other incarnations of Ben's nope, bad boy. No, 2. no, no, no. We're <laughs> not. We're,
2: we're not doing tangents anymore. Uh, Griff, it got it got a minuscule release in the US in 2005. And yes, I do think after it was Old ar- Boy, right? Ar- ar- around, yes, it was yeah. after Old Boy. It was in the summer. Old Boy was in like the spring. Yeah. And it was clearly just to kind of like, you like that guy. Because
1: I remember he being think like,
2: this is fucked up. Uh, I remember <laughs> being...
1: Peter
0: Griffin was running targeting
1: extreme <laughs> yeah. at the time. I mean, it makes as so much sense as anyone else.
0: You think that's bad? <laughs> remember the time my kidnapped my old boss is doing I'm losing that accent fast. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I remember it coming out very shortly after and yeah. being like, already this guy's fucking churning him out. It's an old one. But of course, old boy had, had been, it took three years to get released in the States. Two? Uh, two,
2: two years to get released in the States. This took three years. This to took
0: three. Right.
2: Uh, and released then I think, out of and then lady vengeance, yeah. uh, of course, uh, the follow up to old boy, which came out in Korea in 2005 is
0: actually shot. Around this time, when these movies are coming
2: out, that premiered at right. the U.S. at the New York Film Festival in two thousand five. So it was it was a Park Chan
0: Wook year. That's the thing, right? All three. I always forget that Old Boys, the middle one, because the release in the states well, was so bizarre. Well, so because yeah. you, you big dum dum. I'm a big dum dum. That's fat. Yeah. that's fat That is fat. That's fat f- that I'm fag. a big dum dum. Um,
2: David, what is your um. Uh, relationship to Mr. <sighs> Director Park Great and question. his films, especially the Vengeance Trilogy, this one of which you selected as your
1: film? I, I sure did. This this could be... Uh, we might have a, have to have a little story time corner here. Do it. Um, bam, bam. Is this is going to be a story. I promise it's a long walk worth taking because there is no other filmmaker about which I have this this kind of story that I can tell. But, uh, I mean, the Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance where I came to it part, uh, it starts with uh, our nation's finest film critic pre-Ben Hosley. And, of course, I'm talking about Harold Knowles, uh, oh, yep. and mm-hmm. uh, you know is uh, i I am someone who has sort of a rule. I do not like to speak ill of other film critics in public. Love to do it privately, but in yeah. public, I, you know, I just feel like one, I've been on the other end of that way too often. Two, uh, Can we all work to? in a marginal field. In the uh, yeah, universally beloved. Uh we, we're all working in a marginal field. None of us are fucking. Yeah, yeah, you know, We Paul get it, Kalaner, we get it. What do you want Andrew to say Harris. about Harry Knowles? Anyway, uh, don't like him. Yeah, sure. Big uh, old not creep. a great critic, but the one and truly maybe the only one good thing that he ever sort of Meaningfully contributed to my life was uh, an article he wrote that I think brought a lot of you know white teenagers in around 2002 to the table, which was his top 10 list of the year. Yes, uh, the number one pick on that was "Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance," a movie that he was very well aware none of his readers had heard of and his entire blurb is all about how you haven't heard about this movie because you are not as dedicated a cinephile as he is. Right. Uh, Men should feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, And he discovered it and it's like this really gross blurb about how he like turned to his father halfway through the movie and was like, this could be number three on my list of the 10 best films of the year and then would like update him over the course of the running time. Just truly absurd behavior. What did Father Geek say in response to that? (laughs) Father Geek's side of the story is not well represented in the blurb, I have to say. But uh, at the time... Uh, you took it seriously enough. I took it seriously enough yeah. that I was like, I will go on YesAsia.com and I will import this region. Wow, you said yes to Asia DVD, DVD and uh, it was it was uh, illuminating for me. It was quite a visceral. So experience. you saw this before? I did, old boy. So I was. Uh, you had not, wow. I assume, wow. seen Joint Security Area. Uh, I saw Joint Security Area about six weeks after, which is how long it took that DVD to come right. from YesAsia.com. And these were you, you said you region free discs. Region You didn't have a region. Did three. you have a region free player? Oh, I I sure did. You got I got one for about forty nine dollars at like a local junkyard. Wow. Um, and junkyard. I was <laughs> Creech there. Yeah, did Watto sell a team? <laughs> hey, uh, two different and, jokes. Same vibe. Uh, um, and then yes, yeah, it so will when, play Eureka <laughs> Entertainment
0: discs. <laughs>
1: They have better coming. You know, Wado famously worked at Kim's uh, for a few years in the yeah, early aughts, but he only accepted hyperdrive parts. Yeah, he also <laughs> had a lot of on porn. <laughs> 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 Too many. He so when when uh, old boy was programmed a competition, sure. again, I was all over that. And when it won an award, I was very excited. Um, but uh, my. My real uh, interesting story with Park Jin Wook, and I'll go through this as part of close and fast go, as fast, I can. Go fast, uh, go. it down. maybe a story you've heard before. But, Pour some yeah. molasses <laughs> on it. Uh, it all starts in <laughs> Newton, Massachusetts, in 1939, where okay. my dad was born. Uh, big dad, heavy episode. Yeah, yeah. No, well, my, I, I know this story. Yeah, my dad. Sure, my dad right. grew up uh, very poor. Was not, and it always burned. It you know, was a son of immigrants, and it burned up his. Uh, uh, it burned his grits, whatever you want to say, that he could never afford to travel. And when he had kids, he was hell-bent mm. on allowing us to travel in the way that he was never able to. And uh, when each of his kids were college age, he took all of them on a trip. And I decided, based purely on the strength of Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, wow. and imagine how fucked up this is, <laughs> yeah. that you watch Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and your takeaway is, I want to go there. Yeah. Uh, well- that. I- I was like, Seoul like, is where I want to go. That's the place Duna
0: for me.
2: Duna
1: Bay? Um, will be there. It yeah, was, uh, it was she, like
0: at the end of Universal Movies where it says, like, come visit the movies, Universal <laughs> Studios
1: Hollywood. Like, it was like, come visit the abandoned, unfinished building where, uh, you know, his kidney was taken out of his body. Um, and so I said, I want to go to South Korea. And my dad said, okay. And I had uh, a, this was in 2005. you said you wanted to go to North Korea? He we, may have drawn well, the line back. Well, we went to North Korea. Um, As part of the same trip? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll get to that part of the story, okay. but uh, there's an asterisk there. But uh, we... <laughs> I,
0: I hope there's an Oblix as well <laughs> where
1: that well, came boom. from. Asterisk, uh, Obelix, Mission, Korea? Uh-oh. Uh, but I had a, a cousin <laughs> of mine... Senior
2: France has issued an apology. <laughs> Sacre
0: bleu. Uh
1: A, a <laughs> cousin of mine who did not in any way, shape, or form work in the film industry and yes. is kind of estranged mm-hmm. said to me when I told him about this trip uh, that I know a guy, and I was like, okay, and that was the last I heard of it. So we go to Korea wow. and we visit the DMZ, you know, the mm-hmm. site of the JSA. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. We stepped across the foot of the border into Korea. Oh, so you North were like Korea. Mike
2: Pence when you like went to the border exactly. and you like, looked all grumpy. I mean, literally, like, America.
1: It's, it's like the Disneyland quadrant of north korea just so you can have okay. the purposes of saying i've been to north korea when somebody asked you on a podcast okay, facetiously great, like 15 fine. years Move later along. and uh and Feeling a little more relaxed we got home it. we got home from the from the dmz and at our hotel was a note that said park chenwook will meet you at your hotel what? at 10 a.m tomorrow morning and i was like do you like, know the story <laughs> so? i do okay and i was like what <laughs> um i was very confusing because i yeah. i was and still am not anyone of any significance and it's certainly true of my father and my cousin and it was all very confusing um, Dozens
2: of people Hate you
1: online You're right, very but, significant But back then No one even hated me I was a computer Yeah doctor. no They
2: were just getting
1: ready yeah, <laughs> exactly. They were warming up uh, and don't, don't you uh, just
0: think fondly about a time where the only people who hated you actually knew you? <laughs>
1: right, we your actual friends. Before
0: we had to fucking
1: live online. <laughs> I like to think uh, a world of hatred. Yeah. You because or not of my actual the, behavior right. affecting you on a day-to-day basis. I like to think delusionally or not that the only people who hate me are those who don't know me, but that may not be true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so at 10 a.m. the next morning, uh, <laughs> a limo rolls up to our hotel and we get in. Park Chan-wook is not there, but his uh, music producer and super Supervisor and frequent musician, Joe Young-wook, is there. Okay. Uh, and a translator and another producer. And we get into Limo, and it is incredibly confusing for everybody because I am like, why is any of this happening? And they are like, there's just like this 19-year-old white kid here with his 70-year-old father. Like, what is happening? Uh, <laughs> and we like made small talk. They took us up uh, about a 40-minute car ride to the highest mountain, the highest restaurant rather, in Seoul. This unbelievably extravagant uh, place at the top of a mountain, glass, floor-to-ceiling windows, seven-course... Me- I mean, it was so over-the-top. I cannot remember what we talked about. All I know is that my social anxiety was going absolutely through the roof as my dad was, like, just being... It was a very, very strange scenario, and, and speaking I still couldn't totally what through what was a translator. Right? Oh, totally. Which is also its own experience. Who could do... Right. Who was completely incapable of explaining to me what any of us were doing there. Yeah. Someone had said... Some kid is here, and there I was in this car with the other. Sure, that's So wow. then, after this delicious meal, they they took us to uh, Park Chiemuk's office. Uh, and did he was- you guys pick up the check? Uh, yeah, we did. It was like 13. No, we absolutely did not. Um, I, I mean, it would would have been uh, as expensive as the rest of our trip combined. And they brought us to Park Chan-mook's office, uh, where he was essentially doing a victory lap right after Lady Vengeance had come out. Okay, so he's um, completed
0: the trilogy. He
1: had, but I was it was in the period of time between when Lady Vengeance came out in Korea and when yes. I was dying to see it sure. at the New York Film Festival. Uh, and he brought me into his office and he sat down and he came in and I was like, hi, uh, he was like, hi, I'm Park Jamuk. And I was like, hi, I'm David. <laughs> and like, that was basically all I had. And we talked for an hour, mostly about Robert Aldrich, wow. uh, cause he was really high. He had just seen, uh, a Lee Marvin, Robert Aldrich Western and was like super high on it. And we thought we were talking about like Quentin Tarantino, and he's really dubious about the idea of his movies being remade, even by Carrie Tarantino, who had been rumored to be. Uh, and I never really got a clear answer as to what we were doing there or how we had gotten through the door. I think the best explanation I have is that. Uh, he the idea that his movies were sort of permeating beyond Korea's borders that in a meaningful way in and of itself that was like exciting enough to him that like young yeah. film nerds were that excited about meeting him yeah uh, I think was enough to sort of open the door and and just like pick my brain about how I was watching his movies and how they were being received but he wasn't like it wasn't interrogative he he really just wanted to talk about movies uh and he was delightful and i spent time with his like wife and daughter who were there and uh then yeah and uh i became friendly with with uh joe young Wook, and then i went on my way and i interviewed him as a as a film critic uh for stoker a few years later and made absolute made sure not to mention this because it would have been more and he didn't Uh, remember of course not no and uh but that was my first interview that I'd done with a filmmaker. And I remember him saying that I was uh, a terrible interviewer, but yeah. I was a good film critic because I just kept telling him what I thought of his movies um, rather than asking questions because I'd never done it. And that yeah. was my part-time Mouk story. Uh, it was delightful. Anyway, that was the longest monologue I think anyone has probably no, ever no, no, done. Oh, it on this was. Podcast, a great, I had to get out We've had some yeah, monologues. My Robocop
0: episode movie. is basically one unbroken monologue.
1: <laughs> Should I just keep I doing call this? Call it
0: my Robocop episode. <laughs> it is your Robocop. episode. Kind of but bit. there
1: are photos of my dad. Arm in Arm with Park Chan-wook. That's why. Very surreal. Um, I am, like, trying to a, fucking in, like, like dissolve into a paper model. Bag. Mall. Yes. <laughs> I've never been so mortified in my life. As someone who, like, hates putting people out, and my dad loves putting people out, I was just there being like, don't you have better things to do? Like, don't you shouldn't be working on, like, <laughs> the subtitles for well, this movie I'm dying Uncle to like, To your
0: question... Or like, right? I mean, you're saying like he, he maybe was just kind of so excited that this his movies are crossing over into different countries. The yeah, idea like, at that least were Harry Knowles. He was like, finally, right. some white guy is in really Harry low. Knowles seeing my movies. Yeah. But I also, when I was young, I, I mean, around the same ages, I feel like I had uh, experiences like that of like people I realized who I either found on Friendster and sent messages to or went up to after like readings or screenings or whatever. Friends. Who would actually, I, I'm pulling out the Friendster. Uh, who would actually, like, give me the fucking time of day and, like, talk to me about this shit. Mm. And I was always like, why the fuck are they doing this, right? Like, why? And w- with distance and a little bit of maturity, I truly think it is, if you're at that stage in your career, you are so fucking tired of the industry at large and the amount of conversations you're having by people who are, like, trying to get something out of you or are really, like, gaming themselves around you, that I do think there's some point where it's like, I just want to talk to, like, some 15-year-old who just has a a very earnest excitement about this. And he
1: fucking loves movies. Yeah. And, like, he will famously race to finish production days so he can go catch repertory screenings (laughs) of, you know, whatever's playing, you know, in in local theaters. And uh, that weighs on him more heavily than getting the shot, right, <laughs> like in right. certain in certain times. So uh, he he really just loves talking about it. I think he was curious about how those those Hollywood filmmakers from the 70s and 60s are faring in like contemporary estimation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wanted to talk about that stuff, and it was a little break for him. It's like you know when Hideo Kojima has every single person you've ever heard of come into his office for a selfie these days. So it's sort yeah. of the equivalent of that. We need to start doing that. We need to like find our
0: own version of the Criterion Closet that's a reason for people to visit here and take a picture. Yeah,
2: come we through. Just get a photo booth? Mm. I Feel like we can do better than that. Maybe we get our arcade cabinet and you play. David you really know, wants to get an with arcade us cabinet. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I and you take a really. picture. Really. like the you draft house really? that
1: just has NBA Jam. Well,
2: NBA Jam would be fun. I know
1: no is heating he no? up? Yeah, sure.
2: Right, no. No, I do, and I don't. I mean, I do, We've but like... We've had ten conversations no, but, about well, well, this. Well, excuse me. You're
0: often the instigator. I am. I'm not the instigator. Burr, burr,
2: burr, I'm giving you information. Burr, 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 burr. Who's the Becker? Who's the Terry Farrell? That's the question. I think I'm... Terry In Farrell. every friendship,
1: there is a Becker and <laughs> yes. a Terry Farrell, as if I <laughs> yeah. know what that means. Uh, Terry anyway. Terry
2: you know, she was Dax.
1: Sure. Shepherd. Yes. Uh, the original Armchair <laughs> Expert. Yes. Dax Shepard. No, she's Dax from Deep Space Nine. Of course. My long-winded way of saying... I, I ride or die for Park Jamuk. We yeah. go way back. You this really is a, do, a very I, pivotal
2: moment for you. Because I feel like
1: me. for most
2: Western mm-hmm. viewers, yeah. Old Boy was probably the entry
0: point, and then but you, not for thee. Right. Drive back around to, right. to Mr. Vengeance.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there a... Sorry. I keep making that joke. Yeah. Mr. You know, vengeance there is, is
2: my father. That's the other joke to my... Right. Yeah. I think he should do Uncle Vengeance, though. He go should. back. <laughs> go back to the well. Oh. Uncle yeah. Vengeance. Baby Vengeance. <laughs>
3: Uh, Baby Vengeance is fun.
2: Baby Vengeance is fun. Oh, wait. I'm seeing here that Park Chen Wooks' pitch for Baby Vengeance would not be fun, (laughs) actually,
1: at all. It's just that very disturbing. That scene from Under the Skin for two hours. Uh, It is wild
0: how different these two movies are. I mean, I know the whole thing is that these first two, right? I know the whole thing is that they were not designed to be like companion pieces. And then at the press conference, people were like, so, any reason you're making two vengeance-focused, vengeance bro? Right. And he's and he like, it's like, a trilogy. Mm, sure. He pulled a Vin Diesel on the red carpet of Fast X, being like, actually, people are telling me it's three. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, Universal's begging me for, for uh, I a mean, third. That was him saying, that was him, that's him trying to cover for the
2: Hobbes thing, in my opinion. Now, I think that's what that is. I he knew about that, think that's and he's sort part of like of
0: it, and I think part he's trying of it, to be
2: like. Even though I won't be in this because it's contractually I'm not allowed to be on set, it's part of my trilogy.
0: Can we do one
1: minute sidebar on this? Sure. This is I just for the, the that's, that's the, about the, three Becker themes. If you want me to play it for the listeners to <laughs> understand, that. this is a minute sidebar on top of the thirty minute sidebar we did before we started recording Correct. on this very burn, subject. Burn, yeah.
2: burn, burn, burn.
0: I I think Universal and uh, Vin Diesel have a very complicated marriage in which they kind of can't exist without each other, and it is their most valuable franchise ever.
2: Right, it's kind of like um, you know, that movie uh, fucking with um Ingmar Bergman, Ingrid
1: Bergman, not Ingmar Bergman. Carry on. Sorry, go on.
2: What's that movie called?
1: Gaslight. No, keep going. <laughs> I missed the context. Yeah, you yeah,
2: know, complicated marriage. Like they sure. don't actually want to break up, but they hate being together. But, but where would they be without each other? Making
0: these movies with Vin Diesel is logistically yeah. impossible, right? Yes. And he had always been like 10, 10, 10. The goal is 10. When is they f- Sure. On five and six, and people were like, how many of these are you going to make? He's like, it's always been a 10 saga has been the idea yeah then they get close to 10 and he's like what if 10's a two-parter right right
2: right. suddenly can't let it go
0: it's like tarantino's retirement it's like you start going like i'm not gonna retire when i'm 50 i'm gonna retire when i hit 10 movies yeah and then 10 becomes a two-parter and things start not counting and now he's suddenly like looking down the barrel of only one movie left and he's like, "Well, I said I would stop at ten, so the only thing I could do is spread out how many films ten is."
2: Yes, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah.
0: doing the the DiCaprio Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> we haven't even gotten
1: <laughs> Cipher's origin story yet. No, no. There's a lot to do, I but that'll don't be its own. <laughs> want that? <laughs> she, I mean, she. I mean, I, I could do a whole fucking thing about Cipher. Joint I
2: security area. Uh-huh.
1: Big ass hit. Was a big hit, and one might call
2: it in the parlance of our stupid podcast. Mm-hmm that you fools are still listening to. Yes. A Even guarantor. This yes. Something of a guarantor. Something of a guarantor. A breakthrough film. Yes. The most successful Korean film of all time at yep. that at moment. Yeah, that's a basically um, as big of a guarantor as you can get. Exactly. So does he make tr- try Security Area? Very No. Yeah. Does he rest on his laurels? No. Wow. He decides to make Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is a bit of an edgy film. Yeah. With some dark themes. Yes.
1: If you were a Tartan executive, you might even call it Asian extreme. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he had wanted to make this before joint security area. And did not uh, scenes from
2: marriage, although that's another good
1: example. Ben texting that. Ben just texted scenes <laughs> that's from That's Ingmar Bergman, which I, I know. Yes. But did not have the juice to pull this one off yeah. before JSA.
0: Didn't have the juice to get it made. And also, I don't think think he had the filmmaking craft. Sure.
1: Yes. The chops. Yeah. I, mean, I could see that.
2: Um, He, you know, uh, was very happy that JSA had done
0: well, but he said he was also quite scared. It's mm-hmm. tough
2: to follow up a hit like that.
0: And JSA was, as we've talked about, sort of that M. Night Shyamalan Sixth Sense thing of like, I'm going to design a movie that cannot fail. Sure. That right, will get yeah, finance yeah, yeah. and will be a hit. And now um, he's in the position of, like, what do I want?
1: Now to do? I can design do something a movie I that cannot do. succeed. Right. <laughs> right. right. Succeed. He yeah. said
0: he wanted,
2: you know, JSA obviously is about the uh, literal and political divides between mm-hmm. North and South Korea. Sympathy, Mr. Vengeance, he wanted to deal with the social and economic divisions in South Korea. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this film does have a lot of social commentary. Uh, it also is an incredibly bleak, strange, funny thing. Yes. Uh, that subverts audience expectations quite a lot, I would say. I, w- I was and whenever to... you, whenever you are like, I now know what this movie is about. The movie changes, or just you know, kills someone, or does right. something crazy. Which this
0: is what he's trying to do in Trio, but Trio feels kind of callous and flip about yeah, it, and, and, doesn't, and, have and doesn't have the same. doesn't have the tonal control, but yeah. this has that weird remove, that odd feeling of like, am I going to laugh? Am I going to scream? Am I going to squirm? Am I going to cry? I
2: am mad at our viewers for picking this director, a director I like a lot, uh uh, and making me watch this movie again. I forgot how distressing this film is.
0: See, this is what's interesting, and we'll talk all about this fucking next week, an episode we've already recorded, recorded. I have such a tough time with Old Boy.
2: Oh uh, boys, no, not not a picnic. I mean, I know, I'm not putting out the gingham I was, like, towel there. I was
0: watching this and I was like, oh, "What a relief!" <laughs> well, it's mostly
2: you know that a, a child dies in this film. Uh, you know, that's mostly what I'm talking. Yes, about. yes. But
1: um, sympathy for Mr. I was, so I was just trying to think of like a modern analog for what it would be like for the director of JSA to pivot to something like this. Yeah. And it was like if if Denis Villeneuve had made Prisoners after Arrival. Or I was like, or if Tom Hooper, more accurately, had followed the King's speech with sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yes, that's
2: that's funny. The second thing you did, but the first thing you did is actually a good call. Like, right, with prisoners was your follow up. Yeah, where it's like I want to go as dark as possible. Right.
1: Yeah, and Uh, it made a very agreeable film that really brought everybody in.
2: And then funny. I mean that's that's you know just a hilarious movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I once called it the least funny movie you, you, ever made. I did. I, 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 right. I may yeah.
1: have relayed that uh, that phrase to one of the stars of Prisoners. <laughs> I, at a I can point. guess which one. Yeah, and then, um, and then he
0: built a, a prison for you in his shower. Right. <laughs> he put you in a wood box with a tiny no hole. comment. Uh,
2: anyway anyway, uh, Journey to Italy was the film. Last the Oh, Ross- yeah, course. Course. oh sure. Yep. No, that marriage is fucked up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's Parks talking about himself. Mm -hmm. I don't make genre films. Okay, buddy. (laughs) But I don't completely escape from them either. This film, viewed from a broad perspective, is a hard-boiled noir. If you keep narrowing it down, though, there's nowhere to escape. So he likes to play around. He likes to go into the cracks of the genre and go somewhere different. Okay, What suits my taste is a movie that excites curiosity about genre and takes the viewer to an unexpected place, he says.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he and a number of his contemporaries, Bong Joon-ho being the most famous of them, sort of, came up at a time where the uh, South Korean film industry was booming. Um, it, it didn't last for particularly long because uh, with the economic collapse, the yes. big companies became a lot more restrictive. But whenever great filmmakers arrive en masse, it's usually because there are these periods of uh, flexibility. But they w- were able to make movies because they found opportunities to insert their own peculiarities and eccentricities and personalities into the soft parts between genre. Mm-hmm. And like that is what they do so well, is they take these... These genre stories and inject into the, the marrow, you know, between the, the parts that we expect from a movie like this their own material. And uh, one of the great tensions in this movie is that between genre and expectation. And it's like one of the... Yeah, one. Of, we'll talk about it as some of the themes around the movie, the tensions between objectivity and subjectivity. I found there was a lot of tension
2: between yeah. um, uh, Song Kang-ho and then the guy who kidnapped yeah, his daughter. there is some of that by uh, the end. It detected a little tension there, I, too. I
0: found... I picked... A, and it was pretty subtle, but I noticed a little bit of tension between any two characters in this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd say... You know, there is not a lot of tension for a while in this movie, in its way. It's what I kind of like about it, uh, but it gets there.
0: It certainly gets there. I do think it's also like uh, you know, we we talk a lot about how much uh, David, you and I, uh, Sims uh, like the the Video Archives podcast. Yes, and so much of what Tarantino and and Avery choose to cover on that podcast are these like completely forgotten B revenge movies. Totally, often non American versions, right? Sometimes. And just, more. like, hearing them describe these movies that I have never seen, will probably never see, right. maybe called, is illegal like, you know, to watch. Right, Jim Bob's Shotgun or whatever, <laughs> right.
2: right. Um, and they're like, Warren Notes is really good in it. I mean, I'm like, I'm sure I he I bet is. he is, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but it makes you realize, like, it's such a weirdly durable genre of just, you see someone get wronged in the first act of a movie, and then the audience just goes, I give them permission to do anything to balance the scales, Right. And sometimes you make the version of that movie that's a little haunted, that's got a little bit of blood on its hands and like guilt on its conscience and whatever. Right. But it still is this thing of like, if they kill John Wick's dog, we are now all on board to watch four movies of him murdering everyone, mm-hmm. you know? And um, beyond that, what Tarantino, lo- did you read Cinema
2: Speculation? No, you know, I need he, to read it. It's very good. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was fun. Did you yeah, read Cinema I Speculation? I mm-hmm. um, he loves those movies that just have one moment in you right. know the Rolling Thunder it's Tommy Lee Jones being like you know I'll get the guns right yeah. you know like he like just that like where the whole audience is going to go like yeah! yeah right like and obviously John Wick has that with Michael B. J. saying oh yes. right or right you know like you know like we he Tarantino loves those little kind of like, like you, explosive moments There's
0: basically no point in the history of film where that is not a financeable concept Right if you just have a lean, clean revenge plot, people go like, I can get my hands around that. I understand what that is. Put the right star at the center, you have a movie, right? Right. And it exists in every country. Every decade has its own versions of it. There are their own versions of it within subgenres and everything. Yeah. And I think Park is so, like, interested. The whole thing with the Vengeance trilogy is like, no, but what is this, like, actually removed from the movie of it all? And this is a movie that, like, places you at a weird remove from everything, right? Has this sort of
1: control. This
2: thing seems weird too. This
1: distance. (laughs) And throws a lot of very odd character elements into it. It's a direct reaction to what you were just describing. Exactly. Where like from the very first scene of the movie, which is this like parodically warm and fuzzy, like what could be more over the top and cartoonish than someone calling into a radio show like dear delilah yeah like i my sister needs surgery and like i need the you know and it's 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 immediately setting you up for a fall and uh, that is more interesting and nuanced than just the idea of getting you to sympathize with this one character before transplanting your sympathies pun intended and, and, to another. and
0: one. he's not going to give you a single fuck yeah moment there is not one there's not anything no. approaching.
2: no like, instead you're gonna go what is going on. like right. what the fuck what is right. it? like when the guy is trying to kill himself yeah in fr- and you're like if you haven't been paying attention you truly won't know what's going on right. if you have been paying attention you don't really understand what's no, going and on
0: and even if you like don't have empathy for these characters like sympathy is the word thank you tartan extreme 100%. or whatever who who threw it on there where you're just watching it and you're like Everyone's just fucking up here, you know. Like no one looks cool. They're making like kind of unforced errors. Juno
2: Bay looks pretty
0: cool. I mean,
1: she. You know She's what? pretty fucking <laughs> she looks cool. Insane you are a hot communist. Uh, <laughs> she fucking rules it in this movie. Uh, she is incredible in everything. Uh, yeah. I absolutely need listeners of this podcast to who may know her from things like Cloud Atlas uh and maybe to a lesser extent the well, she's in the host she's sure. but like stuff. the hero creative film uh air uh, doll which yes. only i think is a masterpiece well we had but, our
0: little uh end of the wachowski series duna bay trilogy okay. of cloud atlas jupiter sending sense eight
1: the words True. that i need to yeah. say on this podcast in order to feel like i've done my job are linda 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 yeah look into That's it a japanese movie right it sure is yeah. and never man, seen man it. is it good they're a band They're a band They're a high yeah. school band Sounds She I believe cool. Is a Korean exchange student Who's come in And okay. she's like Becomes into part Of their friend group And they play this song By the Blue Hearts Called Linda Linda uh, It's amazing I was obsessed with that movie For like 10 years um, Here's what I have yeah. to say uh, Duna is bae She is She sure is um, So
2: Park Chan-wook Writes this film he said he was giggling from start to finish as he wrote it. What a little stinker. If I want to give one keyword for this movie, it would be irony, he says. I don't think audiences are going to laugh out loud a lot or anything as they watch for sure. it. Um, but uh, I do. He does. He says, yes, the film is grotesque. It's also comical. Uh, these characters are nice people or they believe they are nice people. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing is going to turn out badly. And they don't think that. You know, including the kidnapping and all that.
0: Well, that's... They're th-
2: caught up in destiny and social structure. Sure. And all this stuff, you know, before they commit... The, he's basically like, they don't... They commit evil acts bef- without thinking, you know, th- without committing to an evil act.
0: Well, it's a lot of Coen Brothers movies stew on this same sort of thing, right? The kind of, like, inept heist. You know, yeah. the people who pull a crime off without really understanding the way things work and get in deep over their heads and continue to fucking trip over themselves the all this for a little bit of money kind of right. thing but but this one i feel like you have people doing confusing things that are kind of funny and then immediately the air is released from the balloon when something deeply upsetting yeah. happens.
1: Like, you never get to really laugh at them for too long. <laughs> no, because I mean, you laugh at the idea of someone having a screwdriver jammed into their neck, right. and then you stop, and you maybe laugh when the blood comes guising out. Yeah, but then the scene immediately resets to: oh, there's someone being raped in the corner, right. uh, and this heroin addict mother is watching her son die, and it's um it's complicated. But I think like the real tension in the movie is summed up. Uh, Perfectly, for me, the one shot that really epitomizes this movie is the shot after the scene where uh, Song Kang-ho's daughter's ghost visits him, Mm -hmm. and like five or ten minutes later, there's just a shot of water, the water that her ghost left behind trickling along the floor. And something that Park says on the director's commentary is like the actual reality and the reality in a person's mind are coexisting in this world. And that's really the big tension in this movie is between the subjective and objective realities of what's happening. Um, And obviously that plays into the account of like how they feel about their own choices, if they feel righteous about what they're doing, um, moral or not. But yeah, I mean, the way that this movie is shot, it's all about emphasizing this angular, uh, you know, widescreen objectivity yeah. versus, you know, these very human heightened, but resolutely and indivisibly human characters moving through it. I think that's a thing he's
0: incredibly good at and does throughout his entire career is the um, I'm not going to spell out for you when we're in reality and when we're sure. in someone's right subjective uh it would be cool if there was like a doo, 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 yeah. you know no, but i, but no, I like that, that that you don't you you tiptoe in and out of these things very quietly and softly and it
2: lets you have that sort of unsettled moment where you're
0: like is his daughter back right. like could this be true like you know which is such a sad thought there's another and, thing i love i forget who who said it but there's that that old saying of like give an audience one plus one and allow them to add it together and they'll love you forever wow which is basically you like teach a man to fish it, 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 that's the principle right? right but it's like if you're if your movie is just dumping exposition on people and over explaining everything people start to get passive and they sit back and they're not engaged right and it's not like you need to give them a difficult equation to solve hmm but you give them the two pieces and allow
1: them to put it together, they suddenly, they lean in. They're, like, doing the work on this thing. It's like I'm teaching my son to spell right now, and every time you try it and, like, sound out a word, he goes, don't sound it up! <laughs> <laughs> he screams at you. But then when you watch him spell, like, you know, he's obsessed with spelling streets, so he'll spell, like, Vanderbilt, and you see him putting it together and the light on his face. right. Transformative. You like people feel.
0: It's why people love like fucking mystery movies and shit. You know, because it's like I'm involved trying to get ahead of this thing. But he does. You know, it's such a an easy thing to do, but I find so effective in this movie. Of like, he basically always gets into scenes late and gets out of them early. Mm. So you're always a little displaced when you cut into a new scene where you have to go, What's going on? Yeah, I need to figure this out. Yeah, Because he's not easing me in in an obvious way. He's not
2: going to let me sit in it for too long.
0: Right. JJ's assembled a lot of quotes
2: that Park has about vengeance. Okay, I'm not going to do them all. Read some. Revenge is something that makes you happy and invigorates you only when it is in your imagination. Mm. When it comes to actually realizing it, it's never happy and never gives you pleasure because it's an act of total stupidity. That's one thought. Okay. Certainly very applicable to this vengeance film. Vengeance has never tasted so sweet. The act of vengeance is a meaningless one. Yes. He says here, it's a dish best served cold mm. and he's attributing that to Klingons. A profound quote. Um, And, uh, you know, um, it's very human, right?
1: It does become a we, dish we feel in this Vengeance. Way. It is a literal dish in that film in a that way. Movie. Vengeance
2: and salvation. If you guys think these two movies are weird... Lady Vengeance is also weird. I, yeah. I just,
1: we'll get to it. I just got put on record. That's the master. Like that is his the masterpiece. So fucking good.
2: That's my favorite of these. This three, movie definitely. is. so... I think this movie is really really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I prefer it to Old Boy. I do too. Oh,
1: do you? Interesting. I think I, think I do. I think it's, I find this movie
2: yeah. sort of um, lingers with me and is more disturbing than Old Boy. Even though Old Boy is more like nakedly. Uh, Transgressive or sure. whatever. And that's, uh, I think it's more effective for me. I think, hum- I think the, the three leads in this movie are so
0: like bananas good. I'm not saying Old Boy is try hard, but it's putting effort into being transgressive, whereas this feels like it's just presenting a very bizarre reality. I'm to calling you. out Old Boy, and if he wants to, you know, if <laughs> he wants at me to, to retain you in yeah. a
1: room for 15 years, that's as well. Old Boy versus Becker?
0: <laughs> yeah. Just think on that. Did you hear that Taylor Swift is dating Old Boy online? <laughs> Is dating, she took a copy of the Tartan Extreme Disc out. She's dating oh dance She's dating the DVD. She She's brings it out on stage. Yeah. Um, a lot of vengeance. Uh, there are too many vengeance. JJ,
2: you, you say at in this document that you have you know you have too many vengeance quotes. Too many vengeance if quotes. If you
0: don't read all the quotes, JJ might get revenge on so. us. <laughs> this is the problem. It feels like a test. I got so many quotes about vengeance. Yeah. Um, but uh,
2: you know, uh this movie certainly is about the the limited closure or the limited, you know, uh, happiness one will get, uh, achieving vengeance, even if it's the purest, most just, you know, like, of course, Sung Heng Ho, Sung sure. Heng Ho wants revenge. The worst thing in the world happened to him. Yeah. And it wasn't his fault. No. Like, at least not in any direct way. Perhaps, but also, a, you
0: know. endless spiral.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: And any action you take will hurt someone else in a way that could make them want to get revenge on you.
2: Um... Okay, so, whether or not you're aware of it. The two main actors in this film are both mm-hmm. in JSA, okay. right? Yep. Song Kang ho and I struggle with his name, but Shin Ha-kyun, I think, is uh, the guy. Why are you Ryu? looking at me? That's
1: as close as I hey. would get. <laughs>
2: hey, you. Yep. Yo. Uh, so, he's got them coming back, mm-hmm. and then Bae Duna, Doona Bae, mm-hmm. uh, had... Uh, made her debut in The Ring Virus which is the Korean remake of Ringu. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and then she's in Barking Dogs Never Bite, the not very good first Bong joon yeah, movie. Uh, yeah,
1: it's a pretty good start.
2: Uh definitely um and obviously she is a blank check favorite in that she has yes. been in uh three uh yeah. projects yeah. and uh yeah, she's also in the host. She's amazing in the host. Mm-hmm. Uh she is amazing in um Air Doll. Is that she, what it's called she sure the the, the, the Korean movie? Yeah. Um, do I know have I is she in anything else? She's in so many things. She's
1: had such a like yeah. diverse
2: career. Why do I feel like she was uh, in Broker?
1: Another Correita film. Yeah.
2: Yeah, which I liked. Um, so uh so she's new. Mm-hmm. Um Park says all three of them are geniuses. Uh he does not over note in his opinion. He doesn't want like, you know, uh whatever, like particular um requests for them, but he does say he hates needless movement.
0: Well, he talks about that being his big mistake on his first two films that he tried yeah, he to like, treat his actors like, like models. Like action figures, right. right. Uh, but he's, but,
2: I think he just doesn't like actors who maybe, like, do a lot of, like, hand stuff or, like, fiddle with a cigarette or any of that.
0: Weird he's never cast me. I hate business and I'm famously <laughs> still...
2: Yeah, I guess this is... Through translation, he's basically saying, like, I hate business. Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: um, no, but it, it makes sense. He, his films are uh, uh, so controlled, and there is such meaning behind any movement, gesture, image, sound. You don't want people throwing out errant signals,
1: you know? He's trying to keep the, the frequency pure. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is why I've always felt a twinge of regret whenever he makes television, uh, which hmm. he's doing again, because I feel like he... His particular skill set, his virtuosity as, yeah. a, as a visual storyteller is not suited to the scheduling demands of a television show. That's the— Biggest fucking thing. When people talk about the difference between TV and film, it's like scheduling is the real thing that fucks you over in TV. You can't make all six hours of The Little Drama Girl look like a Park Chan-wook movie no. because you do not have time. No. And I am very skeptical about it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure The Sympathizer, you know, is Robert Downey Jr. show, among other people, yeah, will I, I, be I, An actor interesting. who's fucking
0: famous for business. I'm now realizing how weird it is. No, but it looks like the characters
2: he's playing in that are very normal Simple. and regular. Yes.
1: Um but he like I just I just feel like he operates better and more naturally in the limited confines, limited canvas of a feature like it's,
0: it's easier to exert greater control yeah. of a canvas and this size versus like making a TV show if you're directing the whole fucking thing is like paying the Sistine Chapel or something.
1: Yeah, Sims, I don't know if you got this. It was part of like the swag this sent out last year, but they sent out this massive book of his storyboards for decision to leave. And does he draw them himself? I think he might or must. A lot but of that
2: stuff goes on the street. I got to be honest. Yeah,
1: I mean it. this one, and they only it's only in Korean. Uh, all of the annotations, um, which is all the more reason why it, it's difficult for me to get much value out of. But it's like so immaculate. Cool. It's so. I mean, he he's not as famous a storyboarder as maybe like Bong Joon Ho. No, but it's no, he's like, a pretty
2: famous. His his shots are yeah. very complex. Like. But he looks, and for, this movie is filled with crazy, crazy stuff. But
1: he's very—I'm and I'm not saying Bong Joon Ho is not—but he's extremely attuned to the surprises you get on the day from his actors and from the right. location. Like he—he mm-hmm. he has a plan, but he is extremely responsive to what someone like Song Kang Ho is going to do. I Sims <laughs> is sticking me with a with tape, tape, tape yeah. measure. <laughs> I'm um, um, this has become now, his desk toy. A little—a little fact he's for
0: f- you. He stretched it all the way out, and his... <laughs> Tickling a relic with it, now it's just collapsed.
2: A little fact for you: Song Kang Ho, obviously mm-hmm. in JSA. Yes. Worked with Park, yes. works with him again after this. Obviously. Sure. Uh, thirst. Thirst.
1: Thirst. What movie? Incredible movie? Uh, really an incredible movie. I mean, probably the best Ebola-related movie mm. ever made. Uh
2: Outbreak. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um didn't want to be in this movie, declined it three times, he says. Why? What? Script seemed a little fucked up to him. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it might not be the most commercial of projects <laughs> um, But after doing this He
1: must have been like Oh I love fucked up shit Yeah, uh, He said basically that he was like terrified
2: of this movie And I guess eventually wow. they sort of talked him around uh, uh, As time passed I realized the reason I must take the part Was because it was so anti-commercial And so shocking Would a film like this even be possible It was scary and anxiety inducing But it became the reason why I wanted to do it So
1: I mean good for him doing he is it so fucking good as an and, actor and park
2: chandwick was then like by the way i'm writing a vampire movie make this movie looked like fucking disney so just like as wait being, yeah. uh, as yes. a father
1: uh i don't know but he is he is just what a
2: presence he's the most incredible actor he yeah. has so he has so much like emotional control like in all his movies yeah and he can play such a goofball yes right and such a dummy such yeah. a like lovable dummy in a movie that doesn't need a dummy and he doesn't feel out of place. Now that's not what he's doing here. I'm just being He
1: has the same virtuosity within his own like instrument as an actor that Bong Joon-ho will apply to like have his cross-genre pollinations in the whole yeah. films. Like he can do 7 genres in one shot in a way and like what he's giving an it actor. It is the uh, thing Canada. that
0: makes the host so effective is Bong Joon-ho was like, "What if I have him play all of that in the same movie?" I
1: mean, he what also- if I like frame him
0: where the audience is going to constantly change their relationship to what kind of character he is right? He's
2: introduced you're like, oh, this is the dumb, you know, right. side character, and then he's gonna become the hero of the movie. But right. as
0: you're saying or like like his range in that sense allows the movies to change genres right. on a scene to scene basis, because his control of the dial, the dial of destiny. The run he was on is so precise. That, yes. that dial of destiny.
2: That's true. Destiny. He can make Harrison Ford twenty years old in a second. Yeah. Cheery, which is this huge hit in 1999, Joint okay. Security Area in 2000, this yeah. in 2002, Memories of Murder in 2003, uh, Lady Vengeance in 2005, the host, into, he's a cameo in that, but the host in 2006. And let's not forget, mm-hmm. let's not forget that he is the voice of the lion in the Korean dub of Madagascar as well. Never would. Wow. Huge. <laughs> you won't get He's this. the stiller. But
1: wow. he also, I, something that I appreciated rewatching And this then movie. like Secret Sunshine
2: and then Good, Bad, oh, Weird. I and mean, Then Thirst. Like, he, his IMDb Madagascar is like jaw-dropping.
1: Madagascar to Africa, Madagascar. future ones. Maybe he got really? fired. Fuck. Secret Sunshine is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Secret uh, but that is a very special movie. If that is out. fucked up in a way that I don't think it Park Chan Wook's movies even try to approach. Like I cannot watch. No, that that's movie like again.
2: reading this like really disturbing poem and then having a nightmare three days later. Yeah, but he
1: <laughs> something that uh, that Bong Joon Ho and Park Joon- uh, Chan Wook really keyed into around this time was that uh, Song Kang Ho has different sized eyes, which uh, sure he wears really well. I, who a, also have right. different sized eyes, do not. It just makes me look like I'm fucking deranged. You're, you're uh, a freak. I, I am, yeah. but uh, I was like looking at the close-ups that they give him in this movie and it just allows that same sort of protean quality that, well, in, you know, impossibility to place it down in the same close-up. Some of the most
2: famous close-ups in recent, like the end of
1: Memories of Murder, mm-hmm. the shots in here, and the parasite, him fucking
2: driving the car, yeah. like has yes. become one of the most iconic, like shots of recent, you know, him him doing the bad, you know, he's smelling <laughs> a fart, you know, in, in that scene, you know, and the guys. And also at
0: the end of the birthday party, Sort yeah. of right before he snaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just,
2: got, just like make that guy look at a camera.
0: I'm shivering. Yeah, it's pretty effective. Um, murder, but yeah. But
2: obviously he's not even in the beginning of this movie at all, really. No, it takes him uh, a while it to It takes come him ahead. a while to show yeah. up. Um, anyway, Park loves him. Yeah. With good reason. Thinks he's good. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, so we, we're introduced to Ryu, uh, a deaf-mute factory worker with green hair. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to play, pay his sister's hospital bills. Yes. Very
1: aunt-like. Uh, sure. Park wook loves his aunts. Yeah. loves Loves the feeling of controlling characters like the fates themselves and God. But Um, also,
0: like, you know, Stoker is about a woman who has, like, acute sensitivity, right? Like, literally, her senses are heightened mm -hmm. in a way where it's like, oh, great, so the whole movie can be in Park Chan-wook vision because she sees and hears everything like a Park Chan-wook movie. And I think, similarly, it helps that, like, you have a character who is so... uh, it so thoroughly struggles to take control of his environment, right? You're basically, like, putting him so often in the same position as the audience member, where you're like, he's in the middle of a scene where he can't really affect change. He doesn't totally understand what's going on, and he can't express himself.
1: Right. And he's also, you know, hell-bent on saving his sister, and yet in that one shot that scarred me, uh, which is very, you know, it's a very heightened bit of business— uh, with the the masturbation to like the, those four oh. those four guys who are all uh, up and coming directors is so in...
2: fucking funny can we talk about that for twenty minutes it's <laughs> yeah.
0: so funny
1: um, I
2: always forget the gag I've seen this movie three or four times yeah always forget that gag yeah. it's incredible oh, really that
1: was, they live in
0: the worst apartment complex in the, the world I tried.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and she is in agony with her kidney disease, and he is obliviously eating in the extreme foreground at the end of that shot. And so, like, even though he cares about nothing on this earth so much as saving his sister, he is in that moment you're completely oblivious to it, and sort of heartbreaking in a fable-like way.
0: Well, and you think you're hearing people having sex. Yes, men of them have it. sex with each other, and then you find out it is four guys who are all lying on a bed together, hands on each other's shoulders. Now, have you guys off. ever
1: done that at the Blank Check Studios? Uh, no, we Not haven't done yet. a Porky chain
0: no <laughs> yeah, and then right the one guy has a picture of a naked yeah. lady tapped the back of his head when he tilts his head over the other guy like readjusts it right. yeah. and then the camera pans like uh, across the wall, the wall and it's her writhing. it. has been difficult right. because right.
1: ever since seeing this movie when I was what 18, right. I can only masturbate with my hand on the back of a friend. Man. Yeah. yeah it's fine. And there uh, needs to be two friends in front exactly. of that. Friend. We've been on vacation. I have to be together. in the back. David knows from yeah. experience, yes. but yeah. Yeah.
2: Um so okay, so what else is going on? Well, I mean, you know, what the the early thing in the movie is he's going to get swindled out of a kidney. Correct. Um but yeah, is there anything else in the sort of early you haven't been there. All right. Stop saying all the things in this very strange movie happened to you. <laughs> Because I don't think it's true. (laughs) Most of these incidents are quite (laughs) implausible.
0: You're going to come back on in five years and apologize for everything you said in this episode. But
2: the the shots If someone's a kidney dealer... Not trustworthy. No. It's no. just not a trustworthy no. position. Not no. all of
3: them, David, and that's not fair. <laughs> right. I know. You're right. i painting with a broad Ben drum. knows a couple you got to read the Yelp reviews before you sign yes. up. Okay, well, what if your
2: kidney dealer office is
3: in an abandoned room? <laughs> Terrible. Well, maybe they're going for a certain design concept, David. <laughs> Windy?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's open. The aesthetics open up there. I mean, the, the acoustics are amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he's there to see the guy slap the sticker advertising the the firm. What, are the, what the fuck you call it? The outfit. Uh, yeah, Tunker's uh, yeah. does the work bathroom. for this company. Yeah. does, and <laughs> like, yeah. Something's up with this place. <laughs> but I love the the shots of that series of silhouette shots of them climbing the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's you know you could you could argue that it's a bit fat phobic because the whole focus of it is on the guy in the back who is a heavy set guy and mm-hmm. he's like laboring. But it does sort of call attention to the. Physical comedy and just like the the emphasis on human foibles and just basic humanity that you get throughout this movie about the fates and about yes. uh, you know uncontrollable destiny, even in the most elaborate and cartoonish and heightened scenarios, the focus is on the minutia of the human experience, like the comic yes, yes. minutia of what it is to be a person. Well,
0: I just love a good people keep making the exact wrong decision movie. You know, sure, and that is yes, right. Right. right the changing lanes do, right and, and just sort of like what you're saying the cosmic cruelty of like he goes to try to sell right he can't give her his liver because they he has the wrong blood, type. Old blood type there's so a he, lot of
2: you don't have A you have B right. yes. and
0: everyone talks to him like he's an idiot yes
2: and there's a lot of like point of view shots
0: right. where you're like in his
2: head and you which can I tell which i think is
0: what's so effective right. about like placing him at the center of the movie and making us the audience feel like him where you're like this is so frustrating yeah. that you can't express to this person what's going on. But uh, it sells, it tries to sell, is it kidney or liver? Sorry. Kidney. 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 Tries to sell the kidney, wakes up, they've taken away from him, they've
2: robbed it You can live without
0: a kidney. You need a liver. Now,
2: some people take some of their liver out and then you put it in someone and it kind of grows, which is crazy. Sure. But I think that's more complicated. Sometimes you eat it
0: with a nice Chianti.
2: Fava <sighs> beans. Yeah. yeah. Um, the same after aftershave you wore at the trial. Whatever, go on. Go on. Can't do Hannibal lines all day.
0: But of course, it's like he goes to see the doctor first. The doctor's like really long waiting list. I don't know if you're gonna get a kidney to match your sister anytime soon. No chance. And then of course, right after the the kidney doctor's like, I've
2: never seen anything like This is the fastest fastest it's
0: ever happened. Now, of course, you have two million dollars to get me, right? Or what's the what is the conversion? The classic right? uh, I, John Q situation. I, yeah. I'm
2: not sure because I'm not sure what the wand was worth okay. like 20 years ago. I do think there's been more fluctuation in that currency, but it's about a thousand one to one dollar. Okay. Um. So you know they need like t- tens of thousands of dollars at least, maybe hundreds 100K. of thousands. Sure. You know, like a okay. lot, a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. now, yes, now he's fucked. He's down a kidney.
3: They because have... he took they took a kidney. But then he also had to pay money. Correct. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's a real double whammy. Right. So yeah. he's, he's on a kidney and, and, and then he's, like, he's down all his available. It's kidneys. like that time so when I, smells, I had to right. pay money to listen to Becker talk for half an hour. It's a very similar situation. I mean, Becker is the doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not. <laughs>
0: I don't know I Becker said that? went to Wondery. That it was like a paywall podcast. I regret this already. I
1: have to apologize for that time on the podcast when I brought the conversation. You back brought it back, Becker. Becker. Yeah. back to Becker, back to Beck, baby.
0: Um, um, so he now, yeah, they so now
1: need money. Now you need money. He's yes. got a girlfriend
2: uh-huh. uh, played by uh, Duna Bay, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. who is a hot anarchist, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, "Well, uh, how about we kidnap the? Um, well, how, well, how about we get some money?"
0: Now, I think pretty much right away... Has he already been fired at this point?
2: Yes. She's basically like, right. let's get vengeance on the, the executive of the company that laid you off, right? Yeah. And I guess they want to kidnap the older daughter, right? Like, they kind Correct. of get diverted to the younger daughter. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but, like, why don't we, you know, kidnap someone and get money for it? Right. Now... He works at a factory. That's a bad idea. Yes. yes. he works at a factory. You see, there's those scenes where, like, you can hear the noise... Yes. ...of the factory and like, that kind of clanging, distant way. And It's nothing for him. What right. do they make? Bullets? <laughs>
1: metal depression yeah yeah <laughs> they, turn, they turn metal into other metal
0: it does just look like yeah they're just pouring stuff into different things and pushing it around you to want this places. kind of metal
1: uh-uh, we make this kind of metal it was bong Ho who advised park to focus more on the factory and like make it more of a, a character interesting because I, they were i
2: feel like bong Ho is always so attuned to the sort of like social commentary of these movies mm-hmm. right yeah yeah
1: Uh, Yeah, and the the Song Kango character, you know, he grew up as not particularly wealthy. Like, he was, uh, you know, someone who became an engineer and, like, worked his way up the company and then sort of developed into the unfeeling corporate boss. Right, he is not some
2: landed aristocrat, but he has become the man. He has. And Duna Bay uh, doesn't like the man. They go
0: to try to kidnap his older daughter, and when they get there, he is already... There's a different. <laughs> this is the scene <laughs> that is just the most inexplicable. I think it's yeah. great. No, I
2: think it's maybe the best scene uh, in the movie. A man in, in an act of protest over the same sort of thing, right? Has decided to commit Harry Carey in front of him. Essentially, yes. has not done a good job of it, no. and is instead just kind of done sort of like a half of a cube, you know, on <laughs> his chest. He kind of cubed himself, but <laughs> I mean, he, he couldn't get out all the like way. Like a box cutter, he yeah. lifts up
0: his shirt. It's in a real, real long distance wide shot, right, right? at first. Yes, and, and it seems just... like he like misses or is like air. That's cutting what I himself. love about it is he's like crisscrossing, and you're ready for there to be some Tom Savini immediate blood spurt. Right, but it's like no, that's not how it happens. So at first you think is this guy such like an idiot is the joke here that he fucked up that the knife wasn't like you know was retracted or whatever it is and then you close up on it and you see the lines like start to form yeah you In see the thing start to split open Park Chan-wook right. way then he throws his shirt down and the blood starts seeping through the shirt and then everything's just like fucked and their whole plan is so fucked up by a different guy having a different method now, for how he wants to punish to be this clear, guy for firing him. I don't
2: think
1: their plan was good to begin Bad. with.
2: It's not like without this guy, yeah. things are going to go seamlessly so for
0: them. Work out contingencies,
1: but uh, her, sure, her group because it turns out, and you know, one of the sort of running question marks of the movie mm-hmm. is how serious is she about this whole like yeah, terrorist sure. anarchy business? Yeah. Turns out pretty pretty fucking serious. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, it's kind of a dark punchline at the end there. But uh, Yeah, she, she
2: called. Wait, he had a name for them. Sorry. Carry she on. just
1: uh, she doesn't seem, you know, she just will go to kidnapping at the first opportunity. She doesn't really feel obligated to think it through. He but, calls them the Chainsmoker Squad, which I think is funny. You know, and that was uh, what the inspiration for the Chainsmokers were. They were uh, the terrorists yeah. of our I'm age. I'm
2: seeing here that's not true.
1: Um, but the musical terrorists. They, yes, yes, uh, no, the, no, the scene true. is why I am afraid of ever having employees. And at this rate, it seems like uh, that may be an unfounded fear mm. in my life.
2: Erla <laughs> Kink isn't hiring. Because no, no. I would just be
1: constantly worried about how I was wronging these Ehrlich, people. Or like consumer products. <laughs>
0: it is wild for like how fucking mogul bad taste obsessed our world is. I'm like, this seems like the most stressful shit in the world. Yeah. Being a mogul? Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's probably pluses and minuses. Right? JJ's yeah, probably, coming yeah. for you guys. I'm telling you. I'm like, <laughs> wow. so, the second, we'll the get second get you started.
0: make a ton of money, fucking retire. Sure. People were like, I want to start more businesses. And you're just like, everyone's going to hate you. Um I don't yeah, know. but you can just
2: kind of build enough compounds that uh people hating you doesn't it all get comes get crumbling down eventually. Um no, just stay offline. That's the that's the Elon mistake. I'm like,
0: "Bro, you got money. Why well, are you Well, no, that's the biggest mistake. Yeah, well, I still think people people should people should retire." I agree. People should retire, bitch. Retire um, bitch. So,
2: okay, so they kidnap this little girl mm-hmm. and they bring her home. And Ryu's sister thinks she they're just, like, babysitting her or whatever. They really yes.
1: fudge that plot point. She's just like, yeah, we're babysitting her. And she's like, all right, that makes okay. sense. We often yeah. babysit small children for long periods of time. Of course, you're a great babysitter. You do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, when you're um, not working at the factory, where I assume you are still employed. They yeah.
2: demand lots of money from Song Kang-ho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Ryu comes home to find that his sister has realized what's going on. Yeah. And killed herself in despair.
0: Yes. And that's sad. Right. And all this was for nothing, and right. now he's got a kid to take care of. Right. Uh, right. I'd, so, I think it's the scene where Dunabay pitches the idea of kidnapping the daughter, just to go back for a second. When they're in the van or whatever. Yeah. Well, no. The the scene with the two of them in bed, I guess, oh, is sort oh, post sure. with the mirror between the two of them which I think is so clever. You start that sequence off where the mirror's dead center at the middle of the frame so you're only seeing their legs basically come out from either side and then you come around the other way and you realize like, oh, well, he's like, he's he's mutant deaf, right? Right. He's not going to be able to speak. Whenever he does speak, rather than just like subtitles under the film, it just goes full screen black with white text, which I like. It really puts like an emphasis on the few times he is even signing anything. Right. Um, Because a lot of the, movie he just doesn't even attempt to um but you're like well he wants this kind of perfect composition of both of them lying back in bed uh looking forward not looking at each other but of course if he's not looking at her how could he know what she's saying because he reads lips and it's like there's a mirror directly in front of them yeah
1: that's how I, they do pillow talk yeah i just think it's clever and this leads up to what is you know park has claimed to be and i have no evidence to refute this the first uh sign language sex scene in movie history that. yeah yeah hot what was the one there was the movie a couple years ago that was a lot of a lot
0: of sign language sex coda yes wonderstruck no i have no idea oh boy That's no, <laughs> uh, even worse it's not called the tri- the tribe was that what it was called? yes oh that's right right yes
2: that film didn't really take off it uh, felt like was it was about to for a moment
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i do right. like that movie um Coda, Coda does have a weird advantage. Coda has all the fucking. Coda things. has a lot of horniness. Well, Marley
1: Maitland and, and, and they fucking They're fucking constantly in that movie. Well, they keep talking in that about
2: movie. how. Right? Where it's like, you have jock you can't fuck for 48 hours. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm running this fishing boat into a <laughs>
0: <laughs> cliff. But also, she'll bring like fucking cute Sing Street boy over, and her parents will just be having sex be really just like, loudly. And also,
2: they're like, ah. At ah. like, <laughs> well, first, doing they're making the, the noises, and,
0: and she's like, they don't know that they're allowed. And then they come out and they're like, by the way, we were fucking, and they do the finger and hole thing.
1: (laughs) Canada award for best picture. One best picture. (laughs) One best picture. Mm. Uh, But there is, I mean, there is a a, there there is (laughs) a very like childlike quality to the entire nature of the plot not obviously what happens in it but the way a lot of this information is communicated there's that great scene where they're trying to make the little girl who they take otherwise such good care of Mm -hmm. uh to look upset so they can take a ransom photo yes and it's so hard for ryu to like run around the apartment and make her cry um again beating the beating the drum about like how sweet and nice these people are at least relative to their what they're doing yes um yeah, it's uh, really setting you up for fall, which mm-hmm. comes soon.
0: Uh so yes. you're like, well, most movies would maybe just stew on this for a while. Oh fuck.
1: No, he immediately was doing this he's
2: all he's going to bury his sister and yes. while doing that the his his
0: kidnapping Right, drowns. It's just like the problems multiply at right. such an aggressive speed. Yeah.
2: And obviously, he's burying his sister because that place has emotional significance to them, right? Yes. Like
1: that's where they would go as it's children. Going to have some more emotional significance. Right. To him, uh, um, too long.
2: That whole scene, I uh, actually, as I will confess with uh, *Train Spunning*, I skipped. I've seen it before.
1: You, you now uh, can't watch
0: uh, it. Yeah, avoid watching scenes.
2: Where I you're actually children.
1: watched this with my daughter. Uh, she was four months old. She loved it.
2: The weirdest thing is, I watched all three *Vengeance* movies because I guess I think part uh, Criterion put them up a couple years ago.
0: They're on Mubi as well right now?
2: They were, like, last uh, month on the Criterion they're channel. They're still on Criterion. This is their last month okay. when we're recording right now. Yeah. Uh, I watched them all with my infant daughter, too. I was like, uh, like, you're just so crazy in the first six months. Like, <laughs> your brain doesn't work. You know, you're just kind of... I, yeah, I remember having, I'm just being like, this is funny. I'm watching these fucked up movies with my <laughs> little, you know, potato but, daughter. Uh, like, you
1: also, like, you play, like, Last of Us with your son. Yeah, you're, you're worse <laughs> than me. That's true. <laughs> We don't need to out my, uh, I don't want like the fucking, I was going to say the CDC. That's not right. Child Protective Customs sure, Services. Sure, Yeah, they are already on my case for uh, playing. Might, I mean, it's so cute when my son says Diablo when he wants to play Diablo 4. And he does play and he like sits in my lap and he what plays it. What does he it, say when he wants to watch
0: Pablo Pascal though? <laughs> Pedro Pascal oh,
2: uh, God the,
1: damn it
0: Wow <laughs> um, well, It's not like anyone talks about that guy right Pablo Schreiber Yeah he loves him He <laughs> likes the live action Halo Just series. Just to clarify
1: when Ace is listening God back to it. this and I've done this several episodes later yeah. down the line apologizing for talking about showing my son yeah. these horrible things uh, he is not aware there is a Last of Us television show he's oh, just sure. really really hooked on the game and then we got the Star Wars and we got the Star Wars Survivor sure. and I'm really trying hard to be a good dad and sell him on Zelda Zelda, but mm. he has no fucking interest. If you say the word Zelda, it's he funny, will say, right? No,
2: I don't want Zelda. Zelda
1: is colorful and filled with cute <laughs> you monsters build and shit, stuff. You
2: but build stuff. The Bloblo. No. Maybe, yeah, maybe
0: if Zelda had more levels that were about
1: uh, what time it is. Yeah. Well, your son's that's like favorite activity. two fixations ago. You got to keep up.
0: I, don't know, I ran into guys on the street the other day and asked him what time it was he was pretty excited to read
2: yeah, off he still, the watch. He's still got his yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah, got that true. watch. It's true. He no, was he, mostly he's excited all, to see Uncle Griff. He's yeah. all about streets these days. Now. Yeah. He's a kid of the streets. But... Yeah, so, so, um, you know, the little girl dies. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, then we sort of, that's at the point at which we're sort of shifting more to Song Hang-ho's character.
1: That, that
0: is sort of the Tom Pass.
1: How do you guys feel yeah. about the uh, character with cerebral palsy, who is played by Ryu Sung who is the director of another major film that came out right after this called Crying Fist, which I uh, mm. highly recommend. Uh, it's like the pre-warrior Version of that story about two boxers who are both the main character and like who's going to win? You see Sounds them. great. It's Was great. are keeping up in another um, episode the recently. Yeah. 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 We were talking about it. At uh, I love Warrior, but like that for me is it always sort of throws me. It's, it's a little the, much. It's definitely an expression of like the forces of fate that are coming in here and intervening. Yes, um, but it's
2: very over. It the top is how he behaves. it is a lot. I feel like there's a lot of that in these two thousands. Like, yeah, I don't
1: like. I don't know. They couldn't cast. Films. They wanted to cast an actor with cerebral palsy, uh-huh. but it was unsafe around the water for the actor that they hired, okay. and so they pivoted away from that. Whether or not that's worth keeping the character, I don't know. Uh, but it is. It's, 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 it, it, it
2: is obviously like jarring to just that that's happening at the same time as this like completely horrifying thing. Like because initially, obviously, it's happening in the background. You don't even.
0: God, it does horrible. feel like it's um, it's a little just sort of like it's, an, you know, it's a narrative convenience has to have someone hat. who, <laughs> yes, hats, but it's is b- going to like pin hat. themselves in your mind. Right. right. Without really having time to develop them as a character. So it's just sort
2: of like. Why does he just have a loud pair of sneakers? <laughs> well, it's used it. as a device, just, I think, he's to pumping up his us Reeboks.
1: To... <laughs> To this place so that you get, you know, you're back and you're looking at shots of stones an hour right. later and that guy ambles into view. And yeah, you're like, that's, okay. it, it needs to be uh, like shorthand. But, but it's it, like, I think, it's it, also, I think a little. Just
3: beatboxing. I yes. think
1: it's also, you know, deliberately knocking this movie out of one plane of reality and into this higher sort of echelon of of we're in a different poetic, abstract kind of space. Sure, um, sure. Fine. Which goes hand in hand with like, there's a tension between that attitude and the grimy reality of this crime story. Yeah. But yeah, it's always a, it's a big choice.
2: It's a bit of a big choice. I do think it is mostly there. It's so, right. So you immediately clock like, yes, that's yeah. the same guy. Right. Um. I don't think it's necessary in particular, but it that. is kind of, you know, whatever, nightmarish. Yeah. Or adds to the nightmarishness. In the Spike Lee remake, they cut that character. <laughs> They, they, there was some consideration of a remake of this movie in Hollywood. I don't this is the one understand one I, I, what that would insane
0: be. Insane to remake.
2: Because they, they remade Old Boy yeah. and kept the twist. Uh, and yeah. that legit, I'm like, I, yes, the movie didn't work or didn't succeed. But sure. I could see a version of that movie making $30 million
1: in the US, but not this. It'd be like no. James Mangold, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. That's who they'd get. Turn back the dial. Yeah. Look. I like Mangy more than you do. No, I'm just saying they'd get like a down the middle, you know, Hollywood journeyman type who yeah, would deliver would. a movie that yeah. would be really straightforward and <laughs> be like, wait, what? I mean, it's
0: look, yes. But look, at that point, the why, tangled why web... are
1: you buying the rights
0: to this as opposed to just writing a new revenge just thriller from the ground up? The, the, t- the title's too good. The title Well, good.
2: that is true. Um, but like,
0: uh, it isn't, yes, this is a tangled, uh, what a
2: tangled web we weave type thing, yeah. sure. But, you know, it's so. It's so, like, disruptive. You keep talking about the reality of the movie. I think that's right. And then that happening, like, this movie has been so over the top. The violence that we've seen has been over the top. The sort of, um, you know, twists of fate like him losing a kidney. Mm-hmm. Yes, horrifying. Yes, you don't want that to happen mm-hmm. to you. But it still no feels good. very bad. Don't cartoonish.
1: The people who took the, the kidney are kind of cartoonish. hmm um giving yeah. a kidney can be nice, but having one taken from you yes. I feel yeah. like is or eating
0: one with of a nice candy n- beans. beans.
1: Uh, you know, do you think Hannibal and
2: Becker No, I can't do that.
1: Um uh, Sims when you Bechter? When you murdered that guy, yep. did you ever escape the cycle of violence that followed, or no, I'm are you still in still it? Yeah. it today? It's a monkey
2: on my back. No, <laughs> or like I'm you just... would
0: not believe how much he complains about it. <laughs> it's
2: like enough already. Still a in cycle. a cycle of violence. No, but checks his kid... email.
0: He goes, <laughs> <laughs> I "Go what? Sent his... a spam murder shit." <laughs>
2: Remember that murder? Um, no, the kid falling in. You're just sort of like, oh, we're we're not in like you know funny playtime anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel at least yes. I know. There is a sort of absurdity to what's going on that you know one could find kind of grotesquely funny
1: or darkly, but that's the kind of moment that whatever. Park seizes on is like now I'm going to be funny like yeah, just when you're like okay this shit's not funny I anymore and I, it's I, like and now for a laugh.
2: God bless him for being such a lunatic. I'm not complaining, but it was hard for me to watch. Like the that's summer the round.
1: scene that follows with the. Uh, with Song Kang-ho in the police van. And he's not in frame. He's framed out by the door. And the cop is just, like, repeatedly getting out of the van to take a completely unrelated phone call as it just sort of goes on and on and on is because of the horror we just witnessed, especially funny. Yeah. And we were saying before we were started recording, like, the more times you see this movie and the distance that you get from the reality of what you're seeing and the horror of the the plot itself, the easier it is to sort of appreciate the dark humor. I would agree with that. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um look, what happens in the movie is everyone goes on vengeance runs.
0: Yeah, Ryu, kind of multiple vengeance runs right. happening simultaneously. Ryu kills the organ gang
2: with yes. a baseball bat. Yes. Um gets stabbed. Mhm. Uh so that's his journey. Mm-hmm. Uh uh Dongjin uh, that's Song hang hos character um uh grabs Junabe and uh, hooks her up to the electricity. Yeah. Uh, and covers her in a bag and tortures her yeah. with it. Kills her. And eventually kills her, but not before torturing her for a while. And yeah.
3: eating her lunch. Uh,
2: yeah. The grievous <laughs> sin
3: of
1: all. Yeah. Lunch yeah. theft. <laughs> words, and then he kills... Seven de- Pride. You know, <laughs> not- avarice. <laughs> lunch theft. Yeah. Not only does he
2: eat her lunch, he kills the delivery guy. He does. He's really... I mean, there's the you know, it's right at the end of the movie where he gets the phone call, being like, "Is this this person? Like, come claim your daughter's body." And he's like, "It's not me," because he's just like not a person anymore. Right, yeah. right. He's increasingly not a person. He, he
1: only identifies as Mr. Vengeance now. Well, it's yeah. his
3: dad. It's someone else separate when they call to see if he can claim his body, isn't it? Is, is that what's going on? I'm pretty sure. Am yeah. I not
2: picking up on that?
3: Am I wrong? I'm trying to remember.
2: Well, at the end of the movie, he gets the phone call on the cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Telling him to come claim. His daughter's body, no?
1: I think so. Right. A lot's going on at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure this would be easily resolved. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, he, that's, and that scene, the, I mean, both those scenes, but the scene where Ryu beats the, the smugglers, the organ traffickers with that baseball bat is, I think, as clear a preview of what's to come in Park Chan-wook's body of work as anything else here, just like the kineticism yes. of it. Right. Uh, and how it's framed for both, like, maximum spectacle and and visceral thrill and also sickening grossness. Yes. Yes.
0: It is fascinating
1: reading, like,
0: reviews, uh, especially the American reviews from when this movie came out, where people are like, this is just, like, so perversely grotesque and violent. And you're just like, he's barely warm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) He ain't even bubbling yet.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It's... it's, uh, I think... Again, I mean, I'm beating a dead horse here, but, like, I feel like it all serves a purpose, that in discrete examples, in a vacuum, each of these things feel sort of like a hat on a hat and overdone. But when you contrast the cartoon violence and the operatic, you know, savagery of what's happening... With the very very human reactions to each of these moments, you get something. You also have the tension between the capitalists and the labor, which you talked about a little bit. But these yes. two guys sort of circling around each other well, in a mutually assured destruction.
2: This is from the dossier, but I do think it's interesting. Park said, like he wanted um, the sort of working class house to be incredibly, uh, you know, colorful and filled with you know lots of like sort of charactery objects, and like not wanting to fall into the cliche of like a gloomy drab right. environment. Uh, whereas Song Kang-ho's house is, like, fairly boring, kind of, like, you know, sort of, quote-unquote, tastefully done, but, yeah. like, without a lot of atmosphere. Very um, modern and cold. Right. Um, and, yeah, like, I do, you know, I do think, like... Hmm.
1: I mean, he's a very florid approach to to violence and also to, like, anything that would seem uh, depressing or, or negative. I mean, it's always in his films... Draped in color. It's always ornate. I remember, you know, the purple box famously from Old Boy. Mm. And you could buy at the time, this was like my most coveted possession that I also ordered from like yesasia.com, or whatever one of those websites Jesus, where you get I, I, points know, from I like, that do they still exist? I mean, they must, but I the DVD market has taken yeah. a hit. Um, but it would come, it was a 4 disc set of old boy. In the and purple box. it would come in the purple mm. box with that the bow cool. on it. Um, but like, and that is, you know, the most upsetting thing in that movie. And it comes in this beautiful yes. gift wrap box. I mean, that yeah. is Park Jam yeah. yeah. to a yeah. so Much like the Amazing Makes Spider-Man 2 and the Electro head that Matt Singer bought. Exactly. It's just like that. Yeah. Um, I found, not I found
0: the other. review I was looking for. It's from San Francisco Gate by J. J I'm sorry, G. Allen Johnson. So this is when it gets his North American release. He has already seen Old Boy Mm -hmm. and is very pro-Old Boy. Sure. Which I think makes these uh, criticisms feel more... uh, I I will say, I assume what you're about to read is sort of similar in the tone
2: of what a lot of the reviews of this movie were like in America, basically. Yes. Unless his review is like, I don't know, reminded me too much of my, you know, wedding.
0: Like Old Boy... (laughs) Go on, go on. Like, uh, like Old boy. boy, it features stomach-churning gore, but sympathy degenerates in the second half. Mm. As Park's apparently ugly contempt for humanity kills off the goodwill, he is built up from his irresistible plot, which hints at a Korean cultural divide for real visual flair. He says, uh, um, Sympathy, by contrast, is so bloody, scatologically violent, and consistently shocking, it seems to have no larger purpose than itself, which is pretty grim. What a waste. I... I feel like a lot of the
2: reviews yeah. were along those lines. And I do sympathize with being a critic and being confronted with a movie. I sympathize with Mr. Vengeance. I, I sympathize first and foremost with Mr. Vengeance. Yes.
1: Sympathize sympathy for Mr. Movie. But then sympathy for Mr. <laughs> critic,
2: mm-hmm. who has to watch a movie in which a child dies somewhat callously sure. and like, you know, then all this horrible, sort of like meaningless, what is it all for? Yeah. And like it's tough to walk out of one of those and be like Ooh, it was good. Yeah, I like <laughs>
0: Absolutely, that. but I'm also um, but, like.
2: But I think he's off. This yes, is coming like Mr. G two is months off.
0: after Old Boy comes out, and he's right. like, "Where's the joy? Yeah, and yeah. wit after, of Old Boy.
2: The, the the joygasm of Old Boy's last half hour. Yes. Right.
1: There's a quote that I have failed to source. I think it was from a book about Park Chan I can't remember if he said it or someone else said it. But this says the film is too funny to be reality and too cruel to be a joke. And I think like in yeah. that middle ground, uh, a lot of people get lost. I do think one of the reasons why I prefer the later films of the trilogy is because they do more novel things with retribution mm-hmm. and and violence and and vengeance and all of that. I particularly mm. um Fascinated by uh, the end of Lady Vengeance, when it becomes more of a collective yeah, act, well, that's and she, why like, Lady Vengeance the is idea fucking incredible. of the guilt and violence, and, mm-hmm. and you have so tried to
2: lock some of your enemies in a hotel room. I mean, for 14 you years. you said yeah.
1: that I shouldn't talk about my own personal experience in regards to this trilogy, but yeah, if you want to put me on blast like that, I do that from time to Vengeance time. Vengeance Trilogies right. have been done upon you; what you is, have done Vengeance <laughs>
0: trilogies upon others. What a, is the great cycle. having yeah. a child,
1: if not? taking a person and locking them in the space for uh, the better part of 18 years that's true and you
2: lent us your baby jail literally is (laughs) what he refers to it as
1: Um, you have sentenced both of your children to living in a walk-up that's true yeah it's true they they're gonna see old boy and be like it's just like my life (laughs) they're trying to poke their way out and they're like
2: ah we're so high up every Every night
1: i just open the door and throw in some dumplings which i always thought would be pretty sweet. If yeah, someone just, like, no, no, that looks nice. Your that is if nice. you're going to
2: lock me in a hotel room, and this yeah. is obviously dressed more next week, yes, and feed me the same food every time, dumplings, I would like that Free more dumplings. than a
1: lot. You can exercise. You don't have to know about 9-11. Ben Shad- gets shadow boxing <laughs> allowed. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. I would get swole as hell. You don't have to see Transformers. You
2: get gassed every night to sleep. Nice. Which I also said on you that said episode, you on I news, was
3: kind of into yeah. the idea. Cheaper than my ambient
1: Addiction. Um do you not do you not get to see any of the Transformers movies. I mean, I think eventually you come out and maybe start with fucking Dark Side of the Moon, which, pretty good, all things like considered. That, that yeah. is, if you're going to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, obviously, you don't have any of the context required. Also,
0: correction, it's called Dark of the Moon.
2: It's called Dark the of the side Moon. was copyrighted. I see, I see. Yeah. It's really annoying that it's called Dark of the Moon. Incredibly annoying. That There's is the most
1: and only annoying thing about the Transformers film trilogy. Yeah, Dark of the Moon rules. It does. Wow, that last hour in IMAX 3D, fucking Jesus. It, yes, I remember it well.
2: I was hooting and hollering. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now the beasts have risen. Everything's so, changed. It's true. Do you know about the end?
1: Uh, I do know about the end, right. but I am strategically on paternity leave this month to avoid both Tribeca and uh, well the beast. Yeah, you're a ninja. <laughs> ninja, American like, cinema. dancing between the raindrops of early <laughs> really shitty summer scheduling. It's like the first scene of The Grandmaster, but with movie releases. Uh, Wasn't your daughter uh,
0: born six months ago? Yeah, but the leaves you know. now. <laughs> um, pretty much.
1: Yeah, that is pretty much what he did.
2: So... Park work says, mm-hmm. shooting this film, a really fun, harmonious experience. Cool. <laughs> but he admits the film came out quite vicious.
0: Did mm. we hit the very ending? Just Yeah, we got mm, to. That the, the, Duna Bay's anarchist
2: group comes Oh, well, back. that's fair point. Right. Well, no, right. no, no, no. no. We should really hit the ending because, yes. yes, he kills Duna Bay.
1: Yes. Was not um, going to be the end. The ending was originally going to end with him on that phone call. And, right, which oh, is which is. Okay. A, I get that as an ending, yeah.
2: like as a you can imagine what happens next right. sort of thing. Right, but you
1: can't because no one sees what happens coming. <laughs> the actual ending,
2: yes, yeah. but no. But also, we should, of course, he uh, he gets uh, Ryu knocks him out, mm-hmm. brings him to the riverbed drags him into the water, slashes his Achilles tendon mm-hmm. uh, because and he doesn't he want to have to watches see, him die. But
1: he doesn't want to have to see him die. He wants sure. to feel like I cut his legs, and that's all. Right. I, I didn't. Sure, I it's didn't, kind of a. You know, ray, I'm just going to bite water Not the water. Exactly. I'm going to bite yeah. the air
2: and move forward. If I eat a pie, you know, yeah. it's the Homer Simpson thing.
0: And
1: if he had made joke. that yeah. reference in the moment, it would have been great. Uh, and, this movie and, could
0: use more Simpsons yeah. quotes from
2: characters. I think to it should each do other. more just literally, They're just being. Remember this episode of The Simpsons yeah. when? Yeah. In the um, millennial
1: remake of *Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance*, that's how it plays out. Slowly back up into the bushes.
2: Uh love when the New York Times pops up with an alert that's Chris Christie's running for president. Guys, come on. I don't care.
1: This is the yeah. most exciting thing since they announced the Matrix Four in that episode I was yeah. on. That's a good episode. Oh, that was a good episode. Which episode um, was that? Uh, Where it happened? Mononoke. No, I movie, mean how's the castle? Sure. Yeah. Dude, can you believe this is the most baller shit of all time? The Miyazaki releasing. Yeah, he's just like his, his it has movie. a date.
2: Show up if you want. Yeah,
1: fuck film
0: festival. I, I did I did like the joke
2: trash. that there that, that I saw on some website that was like he's not releasing a trailer because he's accidentally just made Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> he's really embarrassed. But it's like he saw, he saw <laughs> shit, like, fucking Morbius, word for word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like he saw the campaign for the whale And killers of the flower moon He's like they're giving away too much yeah, He saw that as like the trailer still, for Castaway And man, he's like they're giving yeah. away the whole when game When that still drops in flower moon
2: 20 minutes in you're like thank god Okay, They're not going to make us <laughs> wait too long for,
1: the, for him sitting at the table It's like when the drums,
0: drums kick in like and in the air tonight <laughs>
1: But it's the last shot in that scene And they go every possible setup In that sure, kitchen right. before it, they like, finally uh, land uh, On that one <laughs> <laughs> I do <laughs> hmm. Sorry, I was just uh, doing various
2: camera angles. When there
0: finally was the news story of like, he's bypassing all festivals, he's putting it in theaters, okay, it will sure. be out in, in Asia in a couple in of months, summer, and the yeah. uh, rest of the world sometime later. The first person to rush... There's like some news story especially and, and, and the poster
1: of the film is just like a bird or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay. We don't even yeah. know if the movie's about birds. They just said that it's actually not based on the book that we all thought it was based on. He just loves that. I mean, it's based
2: on this book but not in any it way. It could be about right. birds.
1: Right. Right. It's it based be. on The Power Broker? <laughs>
0: um...
1: Actually, just Sully. It's about the it's Sully But It's about, it's about the life and times Sully. of Jay yeah. Oppenheimer. Uh,
0: no, but uh, whenever there, there's any news story connected to one of the directors we've covered on the past, I feel like there's this mad rush from blankies to try to be the first to post the thread with the new news tidbit, so they can get all the upvotes right. and the comments on their thread. When they're going to be five copycat threads, so the person who rushed to post that, the what's how do you live? Yes, how do you? Um, live? Erroneously said uh, Miyazaki film will come out this summer, 12 minutes long, <laughs> runtime confirmed because it was 120 minutes. And they were so quick to type it out that they put in 12. And I was like, Are you Bold. fucking kidding me? This Bold. thing's a short. <laughs> We've been waiting five goddamn years and it's a, f- a fucking short. Yeah, we drew
1: it with one finger. Yeah daub some pain you know I truly would say it's, like, it's that done by AI balling. he yes. actually revisited that AI <laughs> tech demo that was <laughs> yeah. shown and well, was also, like yeah, had had a that's a a pretty <laughs> good
2: yeah put it out <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's just an episode of Bluey yeah. just, he went like, on, I, he went, I
1: saw he, this it was funny he went on the Japanese <laughs> version of Blank Check and he was like you know that one time that I said that AI animation was a sin against humanity I'm very sorry about that yes. Um, and I will be, be very sad <laughs> <Ford dies. laughs>
2: when Harrison Ford dies. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, whatever. All the movies are long this Dude year. Base, Why not go short? His
0: friends kill. They do
2: yeah. uh, after he has committed. After he has finally achieved his vengeance, yeah. which has not really done much for him. No. Uh, he uh, is killed by the chain-smoking gang. Who There's always someone else. And Dun- gonna... Bay told him, like, that's yes. going to happen if yes. you kill him. And the right.
1: guy who stabs him has that look where he's, like, sitting there kneeling down and smoking, and he's clearly never stabbed anyone before, and he's yeah. just sort of being like, I just stabbed a guy. Yeah. Like, that's fucking wild. No going and back and on that. It's, uh, it's the opposite of what you would expect in a movie like this, where he's, like, walking away as the car explodes behind him. He's right. just, like, fascinated you by stay, the decision that he just you made. You watch.
2: Um. Now this film mm-hmm. J- Joint Security Area made about 30 million dollars in Korea which was the most successful Korean Community film is. ever. Uh this film made 2 million dollars. <laughs> and now, Old Boy is that less way or more? Up. This is yes. sandwiched in between two fat fact- fat-titted hits, right? Uh yeah. I mean like, oh, like, Old Boy that. I think made a, a, yes, more. Not as much as maybe um JSA but a lot uh, mm-hmm. was successful. Sure, Um uh Park uh people felt betrayed um you know, but the person
1: who really felt betrayed was me, he says, because hmm. people don't like the movie. He took out his vengeance on the audience. Um, and he loved how he doubled down by being like, "I'm you know, fuck it, I'm making a trilogy, a trilogy. I'm not trilogy. fucking going. Yeah.
2: Uh, he hmm. thinks that the audience maybe did not love the idea of having to identify with the perpetrator of a crime and then uh, the victim of the crime— mm. Uh, he thought that was interesting I did to too, the yeah. structure of the film, but yeah. he says perhaps audiences didn't necessarily like
1: to do that. A very funny joke to follow this up with a more traditional hero's journey where you sympathize with one character the entire way, and then at the end they're like, surprise, you've been rooting for a guy who's been committing incest in yeah. front of your eyes. Yes. Again, spoilers Good for old joke. boy.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, it is one of those movies, I think, that, yes, bombed initially, but highly influential. Very respected by other Korean sure. directors, you know, kind begins whatever sets in motion, well, you know, the fucking informal vengeance trilogy that say. defines Old his boy career.
0: Being so big immediately puts more retroactive shine on this movie, where it's like, Now you're telling me these are of a piece. Yeah. I gotta go back and watch the first one.
2: Um they tried to get this movie into can and were rejected. Mm. Oh boy, obviously. Played a can.
1: This feels like a classic uh, director's fortnight or in certain regard.
2: Anyway. Um Warner Brothers acquired the rights to remake it. Uh they brought in Lasse Halstrom. That's a joke. Uh that second thing was a joke. <laughs> That's uh, who I was reaching for there when I said so. Uh the writer of Broken City wrote a script.
0: That's the uh the fucking Walberg, Wahlberg. Russell Crowe, Crow, something's up Hughes, at City Hall. What whichever Hughes brother? Yeah, one of the Hughes. Yeah. Um Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Thought it was good. Hmm. Mm. Big shot
2: Harry Knowles, yeah. as you say, mm. put it number one. Uh, film didn't come out for three years. It was
1: going to be number three until those last thirty minutes, and then yeah. he leaned the whole Father geek. I'm um. glad he keyed <laughs> us into his process. But it yeah.
2: did not get particularly good reviews from American critics no. on release no. when it was finally released. Yeah.
1: Yes. It uh, can suck my nuts. But, but maybe
0: releasing it that shortly after old boy was an incredibly bad decision.
1: Uh,
2: yeah,
0: I mean, look, I don't think there was a pocket where this movie was going to make no. um, no, you know, a ton of money, but
2: 45 grand definitely wasn't what they were aiming very for.
0: Very low gross. This has to be one of the lowest grosses, North American grosses we've ever covered on this show.
2: I don't know. What did fucking Alice Wonderland make?
1: <laughs> Although it says something that Lady Vengeance which came along you know just a few short years after mm-hmm. Mr Vengeance came out in the United States 1 year later uh played at the very prestigious and relatively highbrow New York Film Festival yes. again oh, slate yeah. so it's like they there as far as like his reputation was concerned they people hadn't written him off purely no, as his, no. like torture porn well there's that you know, no there's and that of course yes thing. it isn't yes. near with
2: a lot of an era of a lot of horror that is extreme for extremity's sake yes. yes
0: but i do think it's just the the being released here out of order you yeah, know it's and, like you know it's right. one it's thing being if it's being released as like, an afterthought right, right if it's like oh criterion is putting out his early less seen right. film people are viewing that in the context of oh i'm filling in a gap versus if you've just seen old boy after
1: all this hype and they're like here's another one and dare I say, the Tartan Asian Extreme branding, uh-huh. which even then uh, makes you wince a little bit, just to say, at least those last two words together uh, in that way, is, uh, probably didn't help in terms of positioning this movie in a way it, where people were going to take it, it, it seriously. It's putting it
2: in a tiny box. You're not getting perverse
1: thrills from this movie. You yeah. know, Sims, you know where I saw Old Boy in theaters was in the Odeon, like a shoebox, wow. little Odeon theater. In, you mean in London? In London town.
2: Uh, it's the Odeon. Not
1: Odeon. It is what but I Jesus fucking say fucking it is. Uh, Odeon, of
2: course, is um, London, uh, Britain's biggest theater chain. Do you know which one? You said it was a shoebox?
1: It was the tiny theater in a big building in like Leicester Square. So
2: Panton Street. Yeah. Cool. Mm. So uh, that's cool. The weirdest thing about Leicester Square, there are three Odeons that are like basically all looking at each other. Mm. There used to be four, I think. And the big one is just one screen. That's where you like premiere your movies,
0: the Leicester Square Odeon. What if I made the bit. I now think that Ehrlich grew up in London.
2: No. Uh, And then there's the West End (laughs) Odeon, which is sort of like a
1: normal multiplex. What, you went
2: there after school? Yeah, and then the Panton Street Odeon where you saw was the that was the weird. There should one. be that's a black out some there. Some weird movies. Mm. That's where
1: I and the screen they had just installed digital projection and the screen had all those dots on them mm. uh, and it was really ugly. And I was just seeing it as a novelty because I'd seen Old Boy about fifteen times on DVD and I was like, I wonder what this looks like on the big screen as before it come out in the United States. Mm. And I made it about thirty minutes and I was like, all right, I got the vibe. Well, but. Well, I walked out. Guess yeah. you don't like. Old Never went that back much. to London again. Do you want to play the box
2: office I game? I
0: desperately want to play the box My office God. game.
2: Jesus, the desperation! I'm just curious about this. one. August 19th, 2005. It's a good season for Griff. It's a good season for Davy
0: too. It's yeah. freshman year at college
2: in the bag. Mm. Summer internship in Boston, happening.
0: Where Where were you entering Cheers. The Boston Phoenix. Okay.
2: Uh, and number one at the box office, it's a comedy. <laughs> the launch of a career, I would say, a filmmaking
0: uh, it, career. It is uh, the forty-year-old virgin. It is Yon forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, uh, which
2: opens to a healthy twenty-one million dollars, but then holds exceptionally well right. and uh, goes over a hundred.
0: Hits a hundred, and just a month earlier, Wedding Crashers comes out. Uh,
2: yes, and makes that's a, right. A yes. metric
0: shit ton of money.
2: Well, they crashed all those weddings,
0: and they got paid for each wedding. <laughs> that's right. Audiences paid them back. Yeah, for the each ticket wedding. was actually like so much more, and they're right. like, "How?" And they're like, "It's per wedding." <laughs> it Sorry. made like two hundred and five crash weddings domestic, <laughs> it which was is insane.
2: It wasn't a, a big hit, um, but I
0: think it was sort of like, "Well, that's obviously the comedy hit of the summer," right. and then 40 Year Old Virgin comes out later, does Makes incredibly less money. well.
2: I mean, Wedding Crashers made more money. Absolutely. Right. But it was
0: sort of like, oh, there's room for two. And obviously, this is the one that's going to have the longer tail, both as a movie itself and also right. this is I mean,
1: going to spawn and the everybody entire is, Everyone was wrong. Apatow and and Wedding Crashers Complex. is d- discussed to this day, yes. constantly. constantly. A sequel is still threatened. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that's, like, uh, they were, that's like a hurricane. They were <laughs>
0: about to film it for HBO Max, and then Owen Wilson bagged
1: it at the last minute. Good for him. They were he, like set up. He Great. was told about it and was like, oh, that's a bad... Can, right. you, can you do a, no. a mater for me? Uh, wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, this wow. is a terrible Max? idea. HBO Max? Wow. Um, yes, those movies What's could not be less uh What's the what? Similar.
2: The Place for HBO? Where do I watch Oh, it? Max is the
1: one to watch when you okay, want to watch good. HBO. Okay.
2: All right. okay, so number one is the 40YO Virgin. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, it's that sort of weird thing of like, Carell is the star, but The Office yeah. is hitting... After they make it, but before it comes out. Six like, episodes. And
0: so the it's the six like, episode mid season replacement right,
2: before this. Suddenly, this guy is going to be hot, right. all that
0: stuff. Right. I, I, they kind of, I mean, renewed the office on the promise of this is testing well, not right. knowing the thing was going to be that big. Right. And then he spent the rest of his everything. career
1: being a movie star right. while making the They office. had no idea that he was going to scream the words Kelly Clarkson as someone ripped yeah. off his chest hair. that scene is funny.
0: That's also, I mean, I guess it's still kind of the thing, but it's like... I if mean, if Rudd is the funniest part of Rudd that is unbelievable.
2: Romney
1: Malk is Malka's incredible. The whole crew is incredible. They are all incredible. good. They that movie good. is yeah. astonishingly yeah. funny. And yeah. it um, is... Brilliant. but that thing
0: of, that i think still basically exists of like the people don't really release major things the last two weeks of august totally so right. if you're Graveyard. the big movie the last big movie through the door the first or second week of august you probably just run the table until like mid-september but but another film's coming out this week hmm. a film that i
2: assume was kind of thinking it would be number one rated thriller red Eye. yes now, David's crush on Rachel McAdams, post-wedding crashers, is already Through at
1: 1,000. Have yes. you ever considered kidnapping her aboard a commercial airliner um, and threatening her father's life, who's played by Brian Cox? Cox. And then there's also if a grenade she launcher or rocket launcher at the yeah. end. she doesn't move somebody's hotel room. Jayma Mays
2: is in that one, too. She sure Correct. is. Everyone's having fun. Red Eye's great. Obviously, yeah, Where if you play
0: in... The crazy guy. I want to put Craven on a bracket. Sometime. I was overdue to put for Craven a on a bracket.
2: It's a long career. It is, but then, and then there's I, some, you know, kind of fallow. I was periods. looking through it and
0: I was like, oh, it's more consistent than I man remembered the, it being. It's a very
1: interesting person. To the talk bit about. where Rachel McAdams stabs Killian Murphy in the neck with a pen yeah. is probably the Mr. Vengeanciest moment of Rachel McAdams' career. I would venture to say. I would yeah. venture to say. What that about when to of like gets into a jet engine, though. I mean, that was pretty good. Oh no, he died. Park hasn't gone that far. Oh no, he died.
2: It's still, it's still the funniest line reading. She is on. I, people post that clip on Twitter once yeah, a week. Yeah. I always watch it. I always laugh.
0: She's the fucking best. Oh no,
2: he died.
0: Um, she's she's on this season of Dave, ah. the FX original series Dave, where the whole bit is that she's like his ultimate celebrity crush, and then he actually has to meet her. And the whole thing is like, oh, she's actually everything he wanted her to be. Sure, because she actually probably is. Right, she's the total package. Right, and it's kind of an astonishing performance where it's just like your job is to just be the most charming, funny person she's in the like, world. She didn't Got even know, the know the she was, was on bitch. that show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Have yes.
1: any of you guys seen *Jury Duty*? Not the *Polly* movie. *Jury Duty*. Yeah. But yeah. the show. Yes, I've seen know. the *Polly* short movie. Uh, both both, great, I've seen but both I think, I'd say the television show even better mm. I don't know what I'm thinking about Marsden that. playing himself I so, this is what yeah. you're yeah. in Marsden's Fucking incredibly funny. good also yeah. there's a role that Griffin would have killed in alright well don't make him either. feel uh, bad well they're the
0: t- the guy with the girlfriend or the tech guy either one take your pick the tech guy I think that's the most astonishing comedic performance I've seen <laughs> in a little while that guy I'm it's blown pretty away by uh, and no disrespect to the girlfriend guy but I did have that thought of why it wasn't I put out for this mm. David what's number three at the box office it's a film we covered on this podcast mm-hmm
2: it is a, uh, it was out uh, last week. It's the second week coming down for number one. Lady in the Water. Nope. Uh, it is a. Um, it's yeah. right Sort of an action thriller drama. Two thousand
0: five. Yeah. First week of August. Previous yeah. number one. Yeah. Action thriller. Mm, sure. Well, you're saying sure. I, like it's not. I mean, real. action's is maybe a little
2: strong. It's a thriller, sort of a drama thriller.
0: New. No. That was two thousand four. What studio?
2: Paramount
0: Pictures. So
2: Paramount Pictures.
0: Picture, so picture a
2: bunch of stars
0: things. dancing across the water, hmm. <laughs> like skipping stones,
2: and then whew,
0: in a Scroll circle, it around that mountain. encircle a mountain. And you know Paramount what, Paramount Pictures. You know what I bet is atop that mountain. America's worst streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Peacock's
2: probably worse. <laughs> have
0: I talked about... Uh, Peacock has summer house. Paramount, Paramount Plus doesn't let you deactivate devices.
2: Paramount Plus is not very good at being an app. It's which not. Which I think it should improve
0: at doing that because yes. that
2: is, of course, its job. Right. But Paramount Plus does have things I want to watch.
0: I'm also it. just like, uh, let me be vindictive and not allow my exes
1: to watch my Paramount Plus. I'm, I'm not allowed to kick them off? Really? Every other app that is offers vindictive. This. Aren't you looking for any opportunity to stay connected with them in some way? Yeah, but it doesn't work. See them logging, you know, Star Trek Picard or whatever. Anyway, yeah, they're all Picarding
2: it up. Third season, good. Uh, come on, what is this hot
0: film that fucking we've covered? Par- we it, covered it during we've the. We covered it. Oh, yeah. it's Collateral. No, it's not. Plus, that's 2004. You fooled, yeah. Yes, it's 2005. This is 2005. It's a Paramount. 2005. We've Think covered
1: it. it. George Bush in office.
0: One of our directors, a mentoring candidate. Fuck, That's two thousand four as well.
1: Damn it! Two thousand five is kind of a fallow. I
0: know, but both time. of those are paramount. Is it a star a star vehicle? Yes, but it is also an ensemble,
2: hmm. and that is referenced in the title of this film and the premise.
1: Oh, the ensemble.
2: What if you had some of these?
1: A couple guys. <laughs> More than a couple, a, a hundred guys. A t- Less oh, than a hundred. Two, guys. <laughs>
2: two guys.
0: Two guys. It is
1: four two brothers.
0: Oh. Four of them. A Friday One, night two, special. Three, four. Yes.
2: Not a movie. It's a hard movie to sort of yeah. tee up no, because it's
0: yes, like, yes, you know, what if there were four brothers? Yeah, but it's kind of a revenge dramatic.
2: Yeah, it's not.
0: With it's more not really an action movie, I mean, entry. it has some yeah. gunplay or whatever, it does. but yeah. it's more like that. it's got I enjoyed, Garrett Hedlund
3: taking a shit. Right? It's got everyone taking a shit. I enjoyed Robert those three seconds
1: where I thought there was a movie called Two Guys and it did really well at the box well, office there was two guns yeah. now we'll yeah. remind
3: that. me did they jerk off together in that
0: one <laughs> yeah they were <laughs> hands on back <laughs> I remember all the things right they fuck Sofia Vergara on top of a washing machine they don't all fuck right <laughs> the four Christ. brothers of course are
2: Mark Wahlberg Terry yes. Skipson uh Andre and Garrett Hedlund and Andre Garrett Hedlund yes um, Number four at the box office, it's the biggest comedy of the year. We already mentioned it. Wedding Crashers. It's hanging around, yeah. crashing more weddings by the day. Yeah. Number five of the box office is... A uh, horror film that is reverse Get Out. I once called it underrated on one of my lists that The Atlantic made me write during the pandemic, and someone made fun of me for that. Skeleton King. I think it was Olivia. Uh yes, Skeleton
0: Kid. which you and I both like. A good movie. Good, but good movie.
2: Ian e. Not to that? correct, not yeah. to
1: spoil it, but the it's literally just reverse Get Out. I mean, as if I have not seen Skeleton Key cable movie. on a daily basis Probably for the last in, like, fifteen years. in like Kate Hudson's top five movies. Oh yeah.
2: That, yeah. Now I know that's you know she's yeah. she's,
0: she's she's got well, a top heavy number list. one music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good fucking late Jenna Rollins performance.
2: Yeah, no, no, it, it is. I think it's just a, a, a fun, effective it's programmer a fun, yeah, with a yeah, pretty decent, exactly. like, swampy vibe. I agree. Yes.
1: Those August horror movies uh, used to be credible, even as recently as 2005. They had yeah. a little bit more credibility I than they do now. Post. Yeah.
2: Um, You've also got March of the Penguins. Then penguins because, be marching.
1: I think it's
0: because horror has become so big now, though, that if you have a good horror movie, you're not dumping it in August. Yeah, yeah, but Barbarian was an August release. There's that's a, a weird September exception release? to the rule where no one September 9th. I want to say.
1: Do you know that movie still doesn't? Yes, to you're right. It I've was... done so bad in this oh, game. Well I done. Gotta make that recent poll.
0: Do you know that movie still does not have a physical release? Uh, that's fucked up. Isn't
1: that come on Disney? Up? Uh, I want to watch that. Is movie it on again. Disney Plus? Yeah. yeah, it's on Disney Plus really? in Is the uh, kids section. I have no fucking <laughs> I think idea. It's on yeah, I Probably. was going to say they don't. Um, have that. Yeah, those
2: penguins be marching all the way to seventy seven domestic, full baby. Uh, number seven at the box office. One of the one of the most instant fucking relic movies, like just like let's never speak of this again. The, the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, oh yes. it's just like two years later, everyone I think was just like, Why did we do that? Like, I was gonna know.
0: guess where it was because it opened pretty big. It dropped like a fucking stone. Yes. People uh, a it week did later make
2: were eighty like,
1: million dollars. But it like
0: opened to
2: almost opened to thirty. Thirty. Yeah. 30 yes.
1: Not bad. No. yes Jessica Simpson, not a movie star, it turns out.
2: Not yep. a movie star Willie driving Nelson around in a Confederate flag car, probably yeah. not advisable in the 21st <laughs> century.
1: No. Um, but the Dukes of
2: Hazard was there. For it you. was there. Um, number eight at the box office. A new film. Oh boy. Oh boy. Animated. Oh boy. I just wanted you to guess this
0: one. 2005. I know we don't usually guess those. Animated. What studio? Uh, the studio, of course, is. What distributor?
2: Weirdly, it was distributed by Disney, but it's a British. Is a Valiant film?
0: Valiant. Yeah, right. That was some output. Which was deal. like they didn't make that. Ealing
2: or something. Like it yes. was like one of those like, you know, fucking Tony Blair cuts a ribbon it's being like, like Britain's gonna make animated movies R-A-F again. R-A-F but it's Valiant. I, mean, it's I was like gonna say so it's, it's about a pigeon, together. right? Yeah, it's
1: like what was the fucking movie that you guys were obsessed with? The trailer with the birds. Will Smith. Spies in disguise. Spies in disguise. It's it was that before that.
2: Or like chicken run but shitty. You've also got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. another film we covered, yeah. and your favorite film of all time, Sky High.
1: <sighs> what a fucking masterpiece! Have you ever
0: seen Sky High? Or like,
1: I mean, I saw Sky High in theaters the day that it opened, standing for Nicholas Braun day one. I, same. I was. <laughs> I bet so big on that guy so
0: early, where I was like, well, you gotta "This give, is... You got to bet big. He's tall. He's incredibly, and he was that tall <laughs> at Rangy. fifteen. Yeah. You've seen that movie,
1: right? I have. It's, it's very so fun. Sky cool. High is is adorable uh, yeah. and perfect live action original I'm teenage fair yes. that we have deprived the absolutely and
0: you're like also still better than most superhero movies oh yeah how exactly. much better like we were talking about like uh you were saying sims like post spider-verse you're like maybe all fucking mcu movies should have been animated to begin with yeah why not where i'm like you watch sky high and you're like all superhero movies should be this silly do
1: you guys see the fucking spider-verse
0: all right enough enough <laughs> Another film so I want to good. shout out it's in the really top good. ten. We already
2: talked about Spider-Verse off my mind. amazing. Ben, did you see Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo?
3: <laughs> 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 no. The bear pizza was coming out of his crotch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I didn't stick with it. You did? Fair, you, I <laughs> assume you saw the first one. I did see the yeah, first yeah,
0: yeah, one. To be fair, Ben wanted to go see it, but he had forgotten to renew his passport. It wouldn't let him into the theater? mm. There yeah, right. So the poster makes it look like uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is his. Uh, I, no, warm. so I More think like the Leaning Tower.
2: Of I think that's just oh, an no. accident.
0: Ax- I think that was a coincidence.
2: You think that's a coincidence. They were <laughs> shooting. They, they were actually doing
1: a whole other thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. They, they were just trying to this take beautiful a, park bench. a nice yeah. photo of Rob <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> they saw that in post and they were like uh oh we can work with this will he ever complete the trilogy will he ever
2: <laughs> Deuce Bigelow what goes to Antarctica like what's next yeah, 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 yeah,
0: Deuce Bigelow Vengeance <laughs> Deuce Bigelow Legacy
1: <laughs>
2: Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> they don't make him like that anymore. Not good. <laughs> it was before, they, they before really...
1: <laughs> Rob Schneider discovered Twitter cuz it was before Twitter invented. Yeah. And his, uh... his real art form. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was that was the end of the Bigelow yes. verse Anyway, be, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do Spickleover related to Catherine Bigelow? Yes. Yeah. And they were they addressed that in the okay. film. Yes. He watches the Loveless. Yes. I uh, yeah. I just I came into this recording session floating 48 hours after seeing Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I saw it last half night. Half drunk off my margarita the fucking... Alamo rules just so like it was like completely levitational just so fucking good well just
0: you you watch it and you're just like what you want to yell at every other movie like what's your fucking excuse Mm. just do this try
1: this hard i had never i've never seen this reaction before to a movie where the moment it cuts you to be continued the entire audience yeah. groaned loudly, yeah. Yeah. and then immediately, as soon as the groan ended, began cheering as loud as they could. Can I say incredibly <laughs> smart
0: decision that they backed off of this being across the Spider Verse Part One, and instead went, "This is across the next one's Beyond the Part I agree. One Part Two shit." Has I to hate Part One Part die, Two. Yeah,
2: well, die. It, it kind of has died, and so I was alarmed that they were bringing it back, and I'm yes. happy they and they you know they did that with uh, Infinity War too. Remember yes. that was going to be Infinity War parts yeah. one and two. Yeah.
1: But people, people are like, my only beef is that... You but know, the Dead Reckoning is doing it. Yeah, well, Dead Reckoning yeah. is going to be a masterpiece. But I'm also so but they're just like, like,
0: call it Dead Reckoning and Debtor Reckoning or something. Give them different fucking reload, titles. Just Dead
1: Reckoning Reloaded. Paramount's on the phone. Dead Reckoning Reloaded. No, but like, you a million dollars. People are like, you know, it was annoying to me that Across Spider-Verse was only half a movie. And I was like, that could not be more of a movie. There are I 300 I movies think it, in that I movie. I think it's a full meal. I think it's setting up a lot of stuff for the next movie and there are larger unresolved things. I think it is a full movie. I mean, whether it is or not, like yeah, sure, it leaves you hanging. But I was like, who could need more movie out of that? It's giving you so, so My brain much. is bleeding movie, and yeah. I'm loving it. So
0: two hours, 20 minutes, longest American animated film.
2: Yeah, it's long. It's
1: yeah. longer it's than uh, long. Hayao Miyazaki's How Do You Know? Is, if the next one's two hours...
0: Works? I wouldn't
1: be like mad about that. I no,
0: I look. I like things being shorter. I just think they use their runtime well. There's certainly a lot of fucking I, I shit. I agree. In there. It,
2: it, it's. I was never unhappy to be watching Across the Spider Verse. The,
1: the they're like the last ninety minutes of that movie could just be Miles Morales like kicking rocks, and I already would have been like, "This was the best time I had at the movies this year." Oh, here's my gripe: didn't even release it in three D. No.
0: Well, I don't need that. The but. animated films always get released in 3D. Well,
1: Spider-Verse, unsurprisingly, for Spider-Verse like in 3D is really good. This movie in 3D would have killed you. Imagine watching this in your or new Apple out your Vision Pro. And I would have died happy. Nah. All right, We're I just moved my 3D
0: TV into my new apartment. I've, uh, 3D TV survives. <laughs> and I got my fucking Spider-Verse, original Spider-Verse steelbook with the 3D disc. And I threw it on. I went, oh, baby. You just Can't moved, wait you to watch this new one. Yeah. You oh. moved. Wait, did you move to Brooklyn? Downtown Brooklyn. Hey. He's a Brooklyn boy.
1: yeah,
2: Downtown Brooklyn Nooms. Yeah, mm-hmm. I Don't had to keep
0: know. the brand strong, so I moved to Downtown Brooklyn. But yeah, enough.
2: Wrap it up. I'm peeing. Okay. Yes, you're peeing Not right now. I'm
3: going to.
0: Erlik, go. anything you want to plug? <laughs> Paternity leave. <laughs> I uh, like that
3: you <laughs> clarified, David, that you weren't in actively peeing on Mike, just in your pants. Right. I, I He's choosing assume. to do it now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I would love to plug uh, Sony Animations. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Is yeah. the full title? A
0: film that should be rewarded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
1: think it hasn't been getting enough press. Uh, no. Very, very good. Um, I don't know. I'm currently on leave. By the time this comes out, I will be back at work ready and braced for Barbenheimer and Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and all the joy that July should hopefully bring. Yeah. My podcast cohorts at Fighting in the War Room yes. uh, will kill me. Uh, they will slice my Achilles tendons and leave me to drown. You often forget. In a river in South Korea, if I do not mention... That podcast, I already mentioned its name once. That's enough. Um, Do you have a Spider-Verse episode? uh, I guess we're talking about it tonight. I don't know. It's (laughs) it's a matter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll just be BB and like, the movie fucking ruled. You already got the good stuff here. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. That's it. Hey, great.
0: Uh, Well, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty for our social media helping to... Produce the show. Thank you to Joe Bowen, Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Thank you to Becker. <laughs> I was waiting for this. I hope
1: Harrison Ford lives forever.
0: Yep, of course. Uh, uh, li- long live Harrison Ford. Uh, thank you, Joe Bowen, for uh, the aforementioned wooden carve-outs of our face. That's mine. Don't fucking drink that. That's mine. I put that in the fridge for myself. I just saw you eyeballing it. I don't want you to drink it. It's an Olipop cola. Put the Becker theme on again, Becker. Thank you to Lane <laughs> Montgomery and the Great American Owl for our theme song. Thank you to AJ McKeon, Alex Barron for our editing, JJ Birch for our research. You can go to BlankCheckPod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including our Patreon Blank Check special features. do commentaries on film series. Yeah, Crossing some oceans. Yeah, I think it's oceans, right? Let me yeah. can check. So this episode's coming out July
2: 2. We'll do the aforementioned so we're doing, little drummer girl we coming We just up. did... We just did Oceans one one. Oh. Check into
0: that episode yeah. for
2: two hours of us asleep, snoring with no dialogue. Well,
0: but and then a special
2: surprise at the end. We'll that we say did this. not predict
0: there is there will be an unannounced. There's a surprise pop guest for the last thirty minutes of the episode that is fun. It's a good guest. Yeah, someone who's never been on the show before. Okay. Yeah, who would da- fin- Daniel really?
1: Ocean? Yes,
0: himself. Yes, he stole the podcast. <laughs> uh, tune would. in next week for Old Boy with uh, Alison Walmart friend Alison Walmart returned to the show from New York
1: Magazine honk honk <laughs> honk honk <laughs> I don't know and as car. always are you guys doing an Ocean's 8 commentary yep. yeah yeah. is that the first time you've done a commentary on a movie that Griffin is ostensibly in my arm is in it my arm guess, is in it I guess Meta. the answer is yes, yes. right Yeah. 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 you yeah. guys are going across the Griffinverse yeah and I'm warning people in
0: advance we're going to pause for 30 minutes when my arm is on screen and really dissect like every inch of the frame Anyway, and as always, this podcast is blank Becker now. It's a Becker podcast. It's a Becker rewatch podcast.